Welcome back to the Carp Chronicles podcast. It has been quite a long time and I apologise for keeping you all waiting. I think the last podcast that I published was at the end of January. And as I sit down and record this, it is the 26th of May, so quite a break. Do apologise about that. Um, I had a baby early February, so I've had that to, uh, to contend with. As well as that, businesses are, are really, really busy as well. And of course, I've I've wanted to get out and do a bit of spring fishing of my own. So it's not left a lot of time for podcasting, unfortunately. So be much more regular going forward. Um, I've got a few podcasts recorded, so they will be released over the coming weeks slash months. And we're starting off today with a podcast I recorded probably about eight weeks ago with Jake the Heron. He comes back, fills us in on what has been going on in his his crazy life. It's been quite eventful. Um, he talks us through his recent campaign and also uh, just various different things, um, all the way up to mindset and dealing with um, anxiety, depression, etc. We, we touch on that in the last kind of half hour of the podcast. So broad range of topics today for you. Um, I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed recording. Before we jump into it, of course, proudly brought to you by BP Milling. Go ahead, check them out. Great feed pellets for carp as well as that. He's got a very educational YouTube uh, YouTube channel. Go ahead, check him out. BP Milling. Very good stuff. As well as that, of course, OptiBates. Um, whilst the podcast hasn't been running, OptiBates is in full swing. It's safe to say, um, with the warmer weather, um, the fish meal that I think was fairly new when I last published a podcast, the Voodoo, that is in full effect and just doing phenomenally well. Better than I, you know, it even I knew it was a very, very special bait, but even I am surprised at just the the crazy results it's getting. So, yes. Also proudly brought to you by my bait company, which is OptiBaits.com. That is it for the intro. I'm very rusty at these things, and you'll probably notice that I'm actually quite rusty at interviewing poor old Jake as well. So uh, I'm sure once I've got a few more a few more episodes under my belt, I'll um, I'll be a little bit better. But uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode with Jake the Heron Hughes. joining me in a drink tonight jake yeah i've got a uh, i've got an australia um but it's not the normal australia there's a dodgy news agent around the corner and they do these they're in black bottles uh the, the bloke reckons they're uh spanish imports i don't know how true it is but i think they're a little bit stronger than the normal ones and they do taste better without a doubt i haven't seen those to be honest a black bottle i like australia but i don't yeah. think i've seen a, a black bottled one i'll send you a picture of it it's the only place i've ever seen them so maybe he's well, maybe they're, maybe they're dodgy ones. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah. Yeah, but they taste nice. So, oh. well, I'll have to look out for them. Uh, I'm on a Team Valley brewery, and it's called Whatever Next. I'll be honest; I picked it because I thought that was a apt name for for this podcast from yes. you, which we'll we'll get into in a little while. But it's uh, yeah, it's a local localish beer brewed with Herefordshire and Worcestershire hops, which are neighbouring um, neighbouring counties to me here in Gloucestershire. So, yeah. Give this a go. Just having the one beer tonight um, and I'm chasing it up with a bottle of wine, just trying to be a little bit healthier. It doesn't sound very healthy. There's a whole bottle of wine and a beer. What's the wine? It's called a Davida and it's got no added sulfites. So healthy is that, stuff, it, mate. Is that a white, is it? <laughs> no, it's a red. 
So uh, yeah, I was going to, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't know wine. I know I like red wine. I love it. Um, I, I went through a phase of drinking it pretty much every night, a few months back. <laughs> it's just so nice. But yeah, I don't really know what I, what I, what to get. I just pick a random bottle and hope for the best, to be honest with you. Yeah, Molbeck uh, is a good yeah. one. A lot of people like Molbeck. It's, it's usually a, a sort of a please all type wine. I think, see, I, I do like that. I, I like I like most of it, but I did have this Shiraz at a restaurant a couple of months ago, and uh, it was it tasted like flowers. It was disgusting. I really mm. didn't like it. It's the first red wine I've tasted. I thought, no, nah, that's horrible. Like, I don't think I I, I had a, I, I had about four swigs, and I was like, yeah, that's me done. No more of that. Mm. But other, no, most of it, I'm all right with, as long as it's sort of half decent, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't ever spend that much on wine, but. A client of mine gave me a bottle of wine a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I Googled it and it was like 30 quid bottle of wine, which I don't, I don't, I wouldn't spend that on a bottle of wine myself no. apart from it. And uh, yeah, mate, it was next level. It was seriously good. Seriously good. Like you wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought I'd be able to tell a difference if you know what I mean, but I really could. hundred, yeah, yeah you, you can't, I mean, you know, I've had some nice wine, like, you know, you go you go somewhere, a certain place or whatever, restaurant or whatever, and you can tell the difference without a doubt. I just don't know what I'm looking at. I've got, I need someone with me to tell me what I'm having, but yeah, I bet it was lovely. Yeah. Oh, I just had a swig of the beer. It's pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good at all. <clears throat> no, the wine isn't good either. I had a bottle of this on the weekend and it was, yeah, it's not very good. But anyway. Not ideal. Anyway. <clears throat> anyway, Jake, man, it has been a while since you've been back on and you have been... A busy boy, and I think pretty much anyone that's that's on social media, particularly Instagram, um, would have seen that you've been busy. Like, fill us in, chat. What's what's been going on? Uh, well, since we last spoke, I think that would have been June, possibly, um, or last spoke on the, the podcast. Anyway, I know yeah. we've sort of spoke in between and stuff, but um, yeah, since then, um, I fished a, a water in the Lee Valley. Um, sort of whilst working more than what I'm normally used to. Um, so, yeah, I fished there. Uh, I fished it. I didn't do much time, but I fished it as hard as I could uh, getting there before work and stuff. Sort of basically look, like doing a whole loop of the M25 most days. Uh, along along with that, I sort of tried to push the art as far as I could um, mm. with, the, with, with the time I was willing to give to it because it's sort of one or the other with me with fishing or painting. Um, normally the artwork comes in when I'm struggling uh, for time fishing wise and I've you know I've got to put my all into something and that is the next the next thing uh, so yeah I've been doing a lot of art uh, a lot of, as much fishing as I could um, the sipography video um, I know you've seen it because I've, I've sent it to you before it it went out but um, the sipography video obviously that took up again that was a an, a project i was doing whilst not fishing yeah. um my missus wanted to do the house up so we've done that we you know we had to do it really uh, it, it was looking a bit tired and whatnot so um and and the little one was obviously due i'll get onto that in a minute but yeah so um got onto the typography video while i weren't fishing i think i had a month off fishing i spent all of that time doing the video and then uh, and obviously the house as well and then um, yeah, uh, more artwork uh, from the video ended up getting some work out of that and uh, 
since then. So obviously fishing um, was at a pause in November when the little one was born. So our sec- we had our second child. Um, but that enabled me to sort of completely sort of turn my life around really and um, go from doing something that I was so bored with yeah. uh, to the point of it was getting me down a little bit to, to doing something really fresh and, and something that, uh, yeah, to be honest with you, at the minute I've been doing it for about four months, it's, it, it doesn't feel like work, you know. It, it frustrates the hell out of me sometimes, but it doesn't feel like work, you know. It's, it's problem-solving rather than um, something that drains you every day. You know, yeah. I, feel, I, I don't, feel like, um, don't feel like I've got to go lay down like a vegetable after, after work now, you know. I feel almost energised, which is really nice. And, and that's along with the little one. So, yeah, yeah. loads going on, obviously, but um, all good stuff. Yeah, I mean, obviously in this podcast, we'll, we'll get into your campaigns and it's going to be a hardcore, you know, fishing style podcast rather than a, a social media style podcast. But I think it's worth talking about what's happened because it is, it's pretty unheard of, mate, isn't it? Just to, just to fill the, the listeners in, basically, did, did the podcast um, with us. Um, you were working on the film shortly after that. And you you sent me a few edits, if you remember. Yeah. Uh, this is before um Sipography thing came about. Then basically, I think Sipography did they listen to the podcast and then reach out to you, or did you reach out? Something happened there, didn't it? Or you reached out to them? They they sent me a, uh, a message saying, um, we heard you did a good podcast, we might have to listen. Um that was that was Elliot, not Rich. Uh mm-hmm. and um I I'd messaged what happened. I've messaged them back saying something. It's so vague now because it feels like an age ago. But um, yeah. I, I'd, I'd said, oh, they, they obviously heard it and heard I was I was planning on doing a video. So they'd asked, they sort of prompted about the videos. And uh, I said, look, I've got a couple of drafts if you want to see them. So, yeah, got uh, Elliot's number, pinged him the drafts over and straight away just said, I want them. Um, and, yeah, uh, I, was, I was really happy with that, you know. Uh, obviously... To, I didn't have much confidence in the, the video work at that time because it's the first thing I'd ever really done. And, um, yeah, I mean, you, I've, I'd watched that so many times to edit it. I, was, I, was watch, I must have watched it a hundred times. Um, and I was so bored of it at the end. But to have someone who obviously does it for a living say, mate, that was like wicked, you know, it really, it, yeah. it, it boosted the, my confidence in, in my ability to, edit videos which is brand new for me i sort of yeah. taught myself editing in bed at night a couple of hours on the computer while my missus was asleep you know i don't go to sleep until one two in the morning and that's not out of choice that's just how my mind works so mm. yeah it was really it was really good to um to have have that and then yeah for, uh, th- that was it really it just sort of snowballed from there from that you did um subsurface right yeah, um, was that after or was or was that before uh, typography? It well, no, that was after. That oh. was after. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, yeah, I guess. So Gaz is is a is a friend of a friend basically, um, and over because of the Frogmore fishing, you meet so many great anglers, obviously, and and mm. they were ten years older than me at the time, but I met. Um, James Turner fishing over there and he got me to do some artwork for him as a kid and then um, met Elmo through 
a couple of mates who were fishing on Frogmore, but he was on toll pits at the time. Elmo's good mates with Gaz and, and Elwood said to me, oh, um, I think that you'd be good in the subsurface. And he'd done the first one or the second one. I can't remember now. 2014, I think, whatever one that was, second one maybe. And um, as had he, his mutual friend, Matt, who was also on Frogmore. And um, so obviously if he'd said that, he, he must have seen something in my sort of photography, which he'd never seen before because I hadn't shared it on social media until that time. So it was nice to hear. And then all of a sudden I got a message from Gaz and, and done that, which was, which was nice. And, uh, you know, the, the motivation for doing all these little things is, is because I was so fed up with, with what I was doing for work and I weren't going fishing much. I didn't fish much at all last year. And, you know, I'm like, I am like a carp in a way. And I'm sure many of us are where, you know, when you get them warm days in the spring, which we're getting right now, all you want to do is get up to them shallows. You don't, you know, you, you want to get up to them shallows and catch them, obviously. But at this time of year, I turn into a, a different animal to what I normally am. You know, like the same with the autumn. Um, all you want to do is get down that lake and get to where they are. And, you know, you know what we're all trying to do here. But uh, so, yeah, I suppose the reason, the motivation behind doing all of that was to go fishing more because that's what, that's what I want to do all the bloody time. And it has enabled me to do that. So it's obviously I'm on the right track. I feel, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and obviously fast forward, however many months you've, you've quit, quit your job as a barber. Right. And this is um, different facets of, of cart media is your, is basically your full-time job, right? Yeah. So um, sort of through the topography video, I guess. Um, and for you, uh, through a, a friend, who he's he he's very high up in a in a no publicity water in the Colne Valley, and he'd let on uh, one of the quarter boys. Uh, and normally they don't let people like that on, but he was he he was assured that that this particular person wasn't going to um, sort of share anything or anything like that of, of their captures and whatever. And that person was after a um, after someone, Jimmy Armstrong. Is, is who it is he was after someone to to do some media work which includes sort of going fishing and yes. filming it and um and yeah I, you know my, my mate suggested it to me and straight away i had a good feeling about it and um yeah so i went for it and uh obviously a year ago if you'd have said to me about doing that i, like, no, I ain't doing that um mm. but that was due to ignorance you know and, and now i realize that um yeah if, if i want to go fishing more I've got to make it work. And a lot of my work I can do on the bank. It doesn't mean I'm going three nights a week. You know, I'm still doing um, sort of me one night a week. But this year I'll, I'll certainly do double the time or, or more than I did last year because it was a, a slow year. I, finishing work at seven, eight o'clock at night, starting early, um, very manic. This, this year I've had a baby, but somehow I've got more time, which is amazing, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice one, mate. Well, congratulations, you on the baby and and the new sort of career path. You you deserve it. Yeah, mate. no, Very appreciate excited. that. Appreciate it. Uh, congratulations to you too, by the way, with the little one. Cheers, mate. Yeah, appreciate it. I'm severely underslept right now. But, um, <laughs> yeah. We, I think that's uh, that's yeah. How old's your little one now? Um, he is about well, seven weeks on Saturday. He'll be just over six weeks, six and a half weeks. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I know you know this already, but yeah, it's, it, when my little one was seven weeks compared to now, 
it's a lot easier. She's just over four months now. So it gets easier and easier, doesn't it? You know? I guess so, mate. Yeah. It's, to be honest, like it, it's not, it isn't that bad. It's just, I'm just a bit underslept. That's all. Yeah. Apart from that, it's, it's not hard. You know, everyone's like, oh, so, you know, it's, it's good. very it's, hard. It's like the world's over. It's not really, not, not really. You know? It's, it's a, yeah, it's, I think it's all about how you approach it. And, you know, yeah. I, I love it I, every day. They make you smile. So, yeah, it's amazing, mate. Yeah. I'm thoroughly loving it. Yeah. 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 All right, mate. It's perfect. So, yeah, the, the last podcast ended on. Well, you had briefly touched on the water that you were on, and and that's basically where we left off. And we said, look, you know, depending on how you get on with your campaign, you'll have to come back on. Um, I know you've fished there, and and you've done some something elsewhere as well, haven't you? That campaign, how did it go since we last spoke on the podcast? Um, so when we'd last spoke, I'd just finished up on a, a water in the Lee Valley, and. Um, I'm not sure if you remember, it was sort of a big sort of bit of a, a breeze block of a common uh, mm. and some sort of nice mirrors. So I just sort of finished up on there and um, I, I'd stopped fishing there for a couple of years. I'd sort of done a winter and then I'd gone back to it and it all sort of happened so quickly. Um, and I was a little bit gutted to, to not be on there anymore. I just really liked the sort of the Lee Valley uh, feel, if you like, which I don't think Many people sort of understand what that really is. And um, you hear a lot about the Cone Valley waters. And I'd fished some waters in the Cone Valley, some some proper ones as well. Um, and you hear about the waters in, in Cambridgeshire. And although I haven't done much up that way, I've been up that way. You hear about Oxfordshire, never been there. you know. But you get all these sort of, there's almost an atmosphere to these places. Same with the Cotswolds. Again, never been over that way, but I'd love to because of what you hear and read and whatever else yeah. but um the lee valley um it's it's got its own vibe and and it's it you know that the atmosphere is unbelievable i mean all the lakes are of, of fairly close proximity to london certainly the ones lower down in the valley um but they're all sort of essex hertfordshire border and um all public um all full of craze, most of them crystal clear, most big waters. Uh, the public round that way are, are um, mate, I mean, this summer, for example, 40 degrees and you've got lilos, uh, you've got people shagging on the bank, you've got parties. One group of blokes were just throwing empty beer bottles on the floor so they'd smash everywhere behind my swim. Um, and you're barricading yourself uh, away, you know. And obviously I was, I was ignorant to this because it's, uh, the water itself is only a few lakes away from the North Met. And I'd heard so much about what the North Met was like. Got friends on there at the minute. Um, but when I got on here, the boys on here were saying, mate, this is worse than the North Met. And uh, for, for that kind of thing, the public. Uh, so anyway, I'd acquired the ticket the last time that you and I had spoke. Uh, but I, hadn't, I was yet to go down there. And I lapped it in the late June, I think, the first proper lap. They weren't an angler on. It was quiet. Me and my mate Kieran went round there. Um, he'd always wanted to fish it. And there's a fish in there called Goldie. His name is Kieran Goldie. So he's always wanted a ticket. But this was like a dead man's shoes water, you know, 10-year waits or more, that kind of thing. And where the, where the lake had changed hands, all of a sudden you can get on there. So I jumped at the uh, opportunity. And with where he is in life right now, he just couldn't. You know, he's got 
loads of work that he's right stuck into trying to become a gazillionaire and fair play to him I believe he'll do it but yeah I've I, I jumped on the opportunity to fish this lake um it's the stock a lot of the old ones had died but there was still five or six there's, there's more than five or six originals but there's five or six sort of big ones you know old big ones um all so different as well and you get that in the lee valley you do get simos like but they're old and scarred now they're not although they're simos they don't look like simos but then you get you get the Averleys, like this more dinky sort of fish with scales that look like they've been stuck on sort of paler fish but um yeah just you don't really you get them all the way up the a1 it seems like you get them in cambridgeshire you get them in peterborough you get them uh, and Norway Park, where I fished, you had them kind of fish in there. Uh, but there's just more variety, I feel, in the Lee Valley. You get the sort of more leany looking ones, if for want of a better word, um, and sort of some Italian y looking things as well. Um, I'd say it's probably more like the stock's probably more like the Colne Valley was back in the day than the Colne Valley is now. Knowing it was good, but um, yeah, proper like chocolate box stock. Uh, so that was the main reason for sort of choosing the ticket. But um, obviously, all the all the all the hardships I was yet to realise. But uh, yeah, walking around, it looked lovely. Um, Thirty-five acres, so not massive, which is nice. Uh, obviously, with the little one coming, which I knew at the time, I didn't want something ridiculous. And I think there's about hundred carp in there. So, in my eyes, half of them carp may as well be bream because they're stockies, smaller stockies. So half that stock straight away uh, because when you catch one of them. It's great because yeah, future of the lake and whatever else, and they're lovely fish, big variety as well. It's not just VS fish, um, but yeah, I'm not there for them, and that's just me being honest there. No, no, you know, I think it's the best thing for the fishery, but yeah, I, I sort of lapped it, decided when I was going to fish it, and I think I fished it on the opening weekend, which was the 16th. I'm sure I got there for the 16th, and um, we might have been the 17th, 18th, but it was fairly quiet. There was four or five on which for that weekend is quite quiet yeah. um and yeah I, I i didn't know what i was in for you know we had we had that real hot weather it wasn't the 40 degrees weather it was the one before 35s something like that and um i i'd decided to fish an area where it just looked good it was so hot i couldn't i hadn't seen anything i'd lapped it a couple of times and i'd, I'd decided to fish an area um and this was right on the sort of public bank and um within th three hours of of getting in the swim which was early doors i had two separate parties in my swim people jumping in lilos bottles thrown in police in the swim uh, kicking these people off one of the boys who, who fishes down there has come in and started keep effing and blinding because there's litter everywhere and i said look mate there's there's been like 10 massive Russian blokes in my swim partying it up. There's no way I'm, I'm approaching it. But, I, you know, and straight away you're sort of forced into learning the, the culture of the lake, if you like. And I soon realised you're barricading yourself in swims. Um, you know, I mean, I was getting offered, I mean, I got offered weed within 24 hours of being there. I've done two nights. Uh, some bloke, you know, you, you, like you're, you're 10, 15 minutes away from Tottenham. So you're right in the, the thick of it. There's sirens going everywhere. Uh, and on my second session, which I'll go on to, there was four fires. So on the lake, 
where kids have just, just it, mate, it's honestly like the world is ending when that sun's out. Uh, a friend of mine had come to see me on my first session and he said, look, he said, I'll, um, I'll stick around till the early hours. We'll have a, a barbecue. You're not allowed barbies there, but like a gas barbecue. And um, yeah, no worries. And he must have walked past about 10 parties, people, you know, giving it to him and all sorts. And he'd, um, he, he just could not believe, <laughs> he couldn't believe, you know, what was going on. I, I don't know what, what more to say about that first. Second. I had a couple of fish, but it was just mental, you know. And um, I wouldn't say it was off-putting, but it certainly, uh, I, I knew what I was in for after that, you know. And, uh, and um, yeah, it, it made the fishing more interesting without a doubt. It doesn't sound good, mate. <laughs> I'll be honest. Don't, it doesn't sound like a bit of me. I've never, I've never really fished anywhere like that. Certainly not as bad as that. Um, but, um, I mean, do you say if you are playing a fish, do you, does that attract attention? You got people yeah. coming and uh, sort of fucking around with you or, or not? Well, I had, I had two like XL bullies, you know, they're massive, scary dogs. Um, they're like American pit bulls. Yeah. So I had two dodgy looking blokes the other day walk into my swim with these two massive dogs and, uh, you caught with him, bruv. I said, no, nah. I said, I've, I've, I've only been here the night. You've been here all night. You ain't caught nothing. <laughs> and I thought, I'm glad I'm not doing another night because these two, if they wanted to, they got a couple of bear looking dogs, you know, yeah. they, could, they could rob the hell out of me. But yeah, you, you know, you get, just for being a fisherman, you get the attention from everyone. Uh, it's, it's strange because early doors, you get the dog walkers plus some sort of wrong some sort of almost, crackheady looking people every morning the same ones go past it's really strange and then throughout the day you get the parties come um but the the good thing about it is that people get pissed off with it the anglers get pissed off and there's nothing they can do it's public mm. what can you do you can't do nothing you know and, and you've got a train line next to the lake as well so if someone's got a new ticket and there's a train going past every i mean these trains are going in and out of london so every five minutes you've got um, I'll just stop there for a minute because when I when I last fished here, which was last week, I've got a video on my phone of someone getting arrested outside the lake. You know, that's it, it's not just I fished loads of public waters over the years. Frogmore was public, and that had a few wrongings about, and it was a bit scary at night. But we were kids; um, it was very dark and gloomy, being a smaller old pit. Um, you know, and and the otter pit was public, and it, there's loads of public like waters are fished but this is on steroids but going back to what i was just saying if you've got someone who's just got, got their ticket and they experience that it can very easily put them off trains yeah. going non-stop and i love that because once you're barricaded in um like i'll go to my next session so between that i had a couple of fish the first session so i've done two nights i had two fish uh stockies but I, I was happy with that it was just nice to get off the mark i suppose so the next session i'd done a uh a, my mate luke had come down on the final morning of my first session and he'd said oh bloody hell this is uh it's nice down here isn't it but he hadn't seen all the parties and that and uh so he, he said i'll get a ticket i think i was like, yeah mate it's wicked water you know get a ticket so he's got one so next session i had done a night with him he'd had a couple uh one of them was an original as well so I thought, yeah, I'll do it. I'll just go next to him, you know, have a little social. We've never fished together. 
um, being mates for, I've known him since Frogmore. Um, and I've, cut, I've been cutting his hair for the last six, seven years. Um, so yeah, I thought, yeah, have a night, have a couple of beers. And, um, and that's what I wanted to do this year as well. Knowing the little one was coming, I wanted to go and have fun with my fishing. I didn't want to take it as seriously as I have through the years of just going by myself, no socials, limited time. So them sessions have got to be by yourself, the head right in it. So I wanted to have fun with it. And I did this year, um, which was really nice, actually. Uh, but I was able to sort of still still keep my head in the game. Um, and I think the, the nature of the lake allowed me to do it. But done a night of him, the next session blanked. And then the, the session after that was when we had that 40 degrees weather. So I was going every two weeks at this time, just because of how work and family ties and whatnot was falling. And um, on that session, that was my third session, I'd done four nights. My missus goes to Cornwall every year. And every year, I won't be doing it this year, but every year she goes to Cornwall, I do my long session, which is normally a, a three or a four nighter. And um, yeah, I was, I was really looking forward to it. I was lapping it. Uh, and I was fishing before work as well. So I was getting up at sort of three o'clock on the lead up to this session, fishing till about seven and then going from the very easterly sort of point of the M25, uh, the Lee Valley and driving all the way around to the Colne Valley to go to work. So I was working in a barber's uh, in Watford. So that's sort of right near Tolpits and um, yeah, Tolpits, uh, what other waters around there. So got Berry and Stockers a little bit further down, but you know, right in the Colne Valley. So I'm going from one end of, of, of sort of the M25 to the other. And um, I was going there before work, fishing, two or three hours here and there, pre-baiting as well, uh, little edge spots and stuff, just trying to work out where they were really. And I'd noticed them showing um next to this big island and um yeah i always like the look of that zone anyway um and yeah I, I i decided to do the four nights got down there obviously i'd seen them in a certain area got their early doors and i'd seen but my barrow wheel had blown up in my car because it was so hot the night of the day before so it just gone bang so I had to go to the lake, work out where they were. And luckily they were showing where they had been for the last couple of weeks. And, um, yeah, when like found them Thought right, I'm fishing here, run to the closest fishing shop, get a new power wheel, get back down there, got down there and, um, yeah, got in the zone and they were, mate, they were just showing bang, 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 bang. Um, it, it was unreal. So I barricaded myself up straight away, stripped off. So I was in swimming shorts, because it was that hot, 40, yeah, 41, 42, that first day, I think. And, um, yeah, I've, I'd, uh, I'd, the right of the island was where the bulk of the fish were showing. It's a massive island. But I knew it was a very shallow zone, and I wanted something with a bit of depth to hopefully get a hit from. So the left of the island's got that. It's got the depth. And I just felt that to be right, even though they weren't there. They were a couple of acres away. And, um, yeah, decided to, to fish this side of the island. And I think I put in, I mean, people are going to listen to this, and it, which is a, a bit, <laughs> I might be shooting myself in the foot here, but I think I put in, yeah, 30 kilos straight away of pigeon conditioner. Um, so I really stoved it in. And, uh, yeah, first night, nothing. Second night, lost two. Third night, I, and mate, the public were an absolute nightmare. But um, yeah, I, mate, it was like 
just handle it as much as you can. Keep the bait going in. So it won't, I'll put in more bait, but I just had to sort of get through them hot days. Mm. And, the, and how I did that was get mates down. You know, the first night my mate was a non-angler come down. We had a barbecue, a couple of beers. Second night, Luke come down had a few beers. Third night, Charlie come down, one of the local boys who'd got a ticket I've met on there. He brought down like ice, Coca-Cola's, beers, you know, whatever. And um, I just got through them days, barely even fished during the days. I had to just fend off, um, you know, like uh, what are they called? Inflatables. So people were on inflatables on the lake going mental. Uh, but I think someone had drowned a couple of days beforehand in the North Met. Don't quote me on that. But the North Met's only a few lakes up. Uh, you, know, you could walk there. Mm. And um, so I think that put people off by the third day. And then it just stopped, which was really nice. Um, but yeah, there, mate, there was four fires in a day. And I thought we were going to get evacuated. It was just crazy. But yeah, just hacked it, got on with it. The craze, I might add, are an absolute nightmare on there. Um, but... Yeah, just sort of persevered with the craze. And that was half the reason I wanted to put all that bait in, really. Um, I just think that them carp, when you're fishing for a carp in a cray water, they're, they're not riggy like a normal carp because when they come across rigs, them rigs are often snarled up or blunt when they come across or, or off the bar that you put them on and, and, in, and into, the, into the sort of depths, if you like, um, or in the weed or whatever. And also they're more ravenous because when you've got, people putting out a kilo of bait for their overnighter or whatever. There's no bait by the time the cart get there. There's your single bit of plastic. So, and I didn't yeah. want to fish past, I didn't want to fish plastics as well. Um, so anyway, the third night of that session, I'd, I'd plopped out a, uh, plopped out a rig or two rigs on this hump and then one to the right of the island. And that night the right hand rod had gone off. And halfway of getting that one in, the left, the middle, sorry, the left hand rod had gone off. So first ever double take of my life. Never had one before. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, uh, the first one was a mid twenty. Ran to the other rod, and that was a that was a forty pound common. But an hour before I got that rig out, I'd reeled in a crayfish. So I'd cast right on the spot. weren't quite happy with the donk, but it hit the clip. It was in the right line. This was in the pitch black by the way, because the bird life's so bad on there that you've got to cast just before dark, get your bait out just before dark as well. And, um, yeah, I hit the clip and uh, something just felt weird. I don't know what it was. And, yeah, I basically looked to cray. Um, I don't know how I felt that on the donk, but something just, I don't know if it was something inside me said it wasn't right rather than something I actually felt. But, um, yeah, reeled a cray in, got the rig back out, the hook was still sharp. like, And, um, <laughs> yeah, obviously the double take and a 40-pound common um straight after that so yeah it was pretty mad first session but and i had a couple more bites after that as well so it was just four nights of absolute carnage you know which was which was really nice mm. so i mean the, the we get ridiculous cray problems up here um are you doing anything are you doing anything out of the the norm to to combat the the craze or yeah i mean i can't I can't say too much because I genuinely believe mm, 
bear with me. My beer has just I just opened the beer and it's just sprayed everywhere. One second. <laughs> no right, let me resume. Yeah, I genuinely, genuinely believe that I've found something that deters crayfish. Now, people might think I'm chatting shit, but I believe it. So I can't say too much, but mm. I'm, using, I'm using something that I, I, I believe they really don't like. And I believe the carp like. Um, I'm using it in, yeah, I'm using quite a lot of it. But uh, on top of that, loads and loads and loads of bait. Things that are a pain in the ass for them as well. So, um, you know, if you can fish 24 mil boilies, get 24 mil boilies out there. If you can use XL, if you're allowed, obviously, to use XL tigers, get them out there. Uh, little bits and bobs as well. Um, air drying baits, curing them with loads of salt as well. Um, you, so you're, you're using real baits out there? I'm using real baits on the hook, yeah. Jeez, wow. I know that sounds unbelievable and I couldn't mm. do that if I put two kilo of boilie out, just couldn't do it. Um, or, or five kilo of boilie out, but you know, I don't have I, the confidence to fish plastics. I've fished them on there and I, the first couple of sessions. Mm. Just, just, I just didn't like it. And I know, I know, I know that, I mean, I'm wrapping them what six times with, with the cray wrap. Um, yeah, you, couldn't, um, you just couldn't do that up here. You really couldn't. And I'm the same as you. I don't like the idea of plastic. I'm a bait man. I don't like the idea of plastics, but it's something you've got to gotta get yeah. your head around. I mean, if, if you, I've tried so much and there's so many different things that people say, oh yeah, no, that'll, that'll you know, ward them off. I've never found any of it to be true. But I mean, if you've found something, fair play, mate. The, the only reason I can use real baits is because of what I'm doing. It's because of the thing that I'm using. Right. Honestly, right. and I and I've you get crazy in the margins, and this is something that I believe works. Uh, well, I don't just believe it; I know it. But it, it sounds it sounds so ridiculous, and uh, yeah, hopefully I don't get too much stick for it. But look, I'm, I, but put it this way: I couldn't use real baits on the first few sessions, and the crazy are like lobsters. I know they're bad in in the look. I I, I picked up a, a the net right. The, the carp had been in the water an hour and a bit. Got the net out of the water. Craze all over this net. This carp had craze clinging to the mesh where they, they'd obviously... Now, there must have been 60 of them. It was ridiculous. They're like lobsters. And, you know, I, I, I said to my mate, I said, have a look at this. He's a non-angler. I put a bit of gristle from the stake in, in, the, uh, in the edge. And within, I don't know, two minutes, it was completely gone. We then done the same with that jerk chicken there's a restaurant local uh, jerk chicken uh, bones <laughs> I, they obliterated it they, yeah. you know and i think that particular year they were probably worse because of the hot weather but i think anywhere that's had crazing for a long time you know the, you know when they're really bad because the weed goes and the clarity goes they decimate everything you know they literally decimate mm. and um I don't know. I don't know. I, I've heard they're really bad in, in the Cotswolds, but ridiculous. I, yeah. Ridiculous. I, look, are, are they as bad in the Lee Valley? I don't know. Cause I've never fished the Cotswolds, but a lot of the Lee Valley boys will tell you they are, um, mm. but they might, you know, they, they might not be, but the you only know, reason I, yeah. I could fish these, these baits is, be, is because of what I was doing. But yeah, obviously I was making it, I, I was curing them in salt 
uh, court balls in salt for a long time and then wrapping them up big time. Um, but yeah, I couldn't have done that otherwise um, beforehand. But uh, yeah, I, I can't, I can't give that one up. I just can't. No, for, no, 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 no. Don't. No, absolutely, mate. Maybe you can tell me off uh, off air though. But <laughs> yep. yeah, don't you, you can't you can, if you've got an edge. I mean, and that people talk about edges a lot, don't they? But if you if you've got something that genuinely does mean that you can put real bait out and the carp like it still, that is that's phenomenal. Because yep. I'm guessing the other boys on the lake aren't using it, right? I, I highly, highly doubt it. Yeah. Highly doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. Good on you, mate. Anyway, sorry, I've taken you off. No, uh, no. Of course. So this this is like a one-off longer session, is it? Yeah, so every year my missus goes to Cornwall yeah. and I gear up in the summer, I'll gear up for this session. Uh, the last couple of years with COVID, like the, the lockdowns, all that rubbish, I decided I, I took them a little bit too lax. Um, I was probably... Just turning, and one of the lakes was in Peterborough. So in 2020, I'd done well. I'd had, I caught a few, but um, this one, I really wanted to sort of milk it for everything. And really, you know, that's why I was going there, at, leaving the house at three in the morning before work most days and doing a couple of hours fishing just to, just to see what was going on, really. And so it was a four, it was a four day session. And I, I knew that I wanted to, I wanted to give them some because I, I felt that they don't, they're, ne they're never satisfied them carp because the craze decimate everything and I wanted to know where they were to enable myself the longest sort of period of time on this bait uh, you know it's no good them getting on you on the third or the fourth morning when you're leaving you know I was lucky enough to have a couple of bites a night for the second third and fourth night so um, but yeah every everything was geared up to that um, and then after that I knew that I was going to struggle to get out which I knew I really needed to sort of do everything I could to, um, yeah, and obviously like stiff, you know, stiff rigs. I know I said last time about not using Ronnie's, but hey, for the craze, they they're great. They really are. Um, there's not a lot that can go wrong on them. If you're using a hinge, they can eat very easily. Bend that material. Yeah. Um, if you're using sort of bottom baits or whatever, obviously they can screw that up. But yeah, the Ronnie's are, are bloody good for the craze with a stiff boom and and. Uh, sort of beaked point um so yeah lesson learned there i slagged them off for a long time but my, my, i'll take my word back everything's got its place hasn't it um and yeah I'll, I'll use them i'll use them if i have to you know i don't it's not my favorite rig but i'll use them if the craze are about without a doubt um so yeah i sort of done that done that session loved it, it was wicked um it just you're always amused by something you know and it really got me sort of fired up for the rest of the year on there. But I knew I couldn't get back for a couple of weeks. Um, but I was all right with it. Like having the little ones and stuff, I'm quite happy to go, right, I've had some success now. It's time to put some effort into, into them. And on my next session, which was two weeks later after, you know, this, this is where I began to sort of do the house up and stuff. Um, I was, I, was, I was going as hard two weeks of going down there probably twice a week before work, working out where they were, working everything out, pre-baiting as well. So I was, pre, I was putting in in certain zones I was, where I believed they would be. And, and this is the best thing about this lake is, is that you'll do well if you don't use your eyes so much in the summer 
and the autumn. And if you can work out where they're going to be rather than where they are. So you'll mm. find them somewhere, but that's not necessarily where they're going to be at night. And the longest feeding period is the night. Um, you know, they feed from the minute it gets dark till an hour or two after first light. And if you can work out where they're going to be then rather than where they are during the day, great. A lot of lakes, you get that first light period where you, you might get a bite and then you might have a chance of stalking them during the day, maybe if, you, if you're so lucky. But on here, because the craze had decimated the um, – this is sort of what I've worked out and it might be wrong, but this is how I see it. The craze have decimated most of the weed. So the weed's not sucking the oxygen out at night. Therefore, the carp are happy to feed at night, all night. So I haven't fished the water for a long time where you're getting night bites. And that's all I've had pretty much is night bites, which is great because as soon as it gets dark, you're confident. You're not thinking, oh, you know, hopefully the craze are going to be all right until half five in the morning, like, like it was on the previous water where it was sort of more of a first light thing. Um, yeah, so so that was good fun. Like it was good working that out, and I think that's obviously that's very important. Is is working these things out for each individual water, and it's it's all part of the part of the puzzle, really, isn't it? Trying to work work these things out. And I, there's so many waters where I've got it wrong, and so many waters where hindsight sort of shows you what you could have done. And um, I think with this one, I weren't willing to to do that. I just wanted to get it right first time. I knew with my missus being pregnant and uh, being ill with the pregnancy as well, uh, like dropping a couple of stone and going to hospital and whatever. I just knew that I had to milk every bit of time I had. I couldn't just go fishing. I had to really put everything into it. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's exactly what I, I did last year. So that next session was in August. So I'd only done four sessions, two of which were overnighters, and one of which was a two-nighter by August and uh, obviously got the ticket in June. Um, but because I'd done all the prep, um, I'd done an overnighter and I just had, yeah, I had a feeling about that night and I'd seen a picture of this fish that I didn't even know was in there. Uh, one of the boys on there, Will, he's sort of fishes about the valley. He's done really well. He, he, he put a video up of this fish. and I thought, oh, that's a, that's a funny-looking thing. Massive, long um, it's got a bit of ghosty in it, which I know is not everyone's cup of tea. And I wouldn't say typically it's my cup of tea either. Mm. But anyway, the, the, God knows where. And the other thing is with the ghosties is people call them Romans or whatever. There are some that have come from a fish tank. There are some that come from sort of weird stockings. There's probably some that just don't have that pigment during the spawning. Like you get albino everything, don't you? Yeah. Um, but who knows? All I know is, <clears throat> is that this fish was... <sighs> Like it looked four foot long, it had like a spiky dorsal where the sort of skin between the the um, spines, I suppose you call them, uh, between on the fit on the dorsal uh, yeah. just eroded away. Same with all the, the fins and whatnot. Tiny little tail, typical of the Lee Valley fish, little round tail, and um, like double length of the last common I'd caught. And I saw a picture of it anyway. Got down there and uh, done the sort of guesswork stuff of working out where I thought they were going to be, and obviously getting down there in the mornings and whatnot, not seeing them show though. Like they just weren't showing. And, um, yeah, the guesswork sort of come right. I, I baited a zone that I felt sort of correct for the time of year and whatnot, a big old hump, get a couple of rods on it. And, um, yeah, done that overnight. The next morning I had another 40, I think it was like 40 pounds 10, this common. 
Um, and but it, it was as fish known as the koi. I wouldn't call it a koi. I call it a ghosty. But um, like honestly, on the bank, it was it was impressive. You know, it's like such an impressive fish. Um, so well, yeah, whatever you think about ghosties or whatever yeah. you want to call this one, mate. Throw it out of the way. I don't care. It was. I was impressed with it. It was. It was longer than my mat. It was ridiculous. The fish. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was nice to catch that one. And I had no idea that it existed until um, I don't know. But the other thing with it, it fought so hard that I think mate, I could have had a whatever a fat old simo in it. You you have to respect that fish when they give it everything. I don't know about you, but when you have a a good fish and it doesn't really fight. The buzz is not the same. Where, when you've had something that's really took everything out of you, because I'd lost one, my last bite, I lost one in a snag. It's probably a shopping trolley or something under the water, nowhere near any islands or anything else. And I'm fishing braid, I'm fishing strong leaders in the hope of, you know, I never, you never want to snap up. And um, yeah, I'd lost one. And this thing, I was aware of that, obviously, of losing that fish. But, mate, it, it fought like – it was like a double-decker bus on the end, bombing it down the M25, think, you know. Yeah, I think those the ghosties do. They're, they're not my cup of tea at all. But um, they seem to – for the weight, they seem – I don't know if their their skeleton is, is somehow different or they're less dense. They seem bigger for their weight, certainly longer. Um, and yeah, it's rare. Really fight like fucking crazy. I've had the same thing. It's rare that you get a fat ghosty, isn't it? So, yeah, you know. it, it. Yeah. Although, actually, there are. Yeah, it is rare, mate. You're right. You are right. But then, if you throw, if you throw our sort of preconceived ideas about ghosties and ponds and whatever out the window, mm. um, and you take that fish for what it is, like it's yeah, it's a, a fairly pale fish. It's got like golden scales. Don't get me wrong, but like it's as long as anything. The shape of it, unreal. The mouth, perfect. Old as anything, you know. And it scrapped big time. Like the reality is, if you take it for what it is and, and throw the carp angler out ideologies, which I hold out the window, it, it's very impressive, you know. But um, I, I understand that, you know, I understand the other side of it because I've said it myself, uh, especially like a proper koi, not really my cup of tea either. And each for their own with it. But yeah, I'd, if there if there's another another one of them in another lake, I'd want to catch it. Put it that way. You would or you wouldn't? I would, yeah, I would. would. After this, yeah. after this, this thing, because the buzz was unbelievable, and that's, you know, if if you throw away all the sort of boxes we put these carp into, you do it, you do it for the buzz, don't you? You do it for the feeling course, that you get, of course. you know. And, and the feeling was was far better than that common I had the week before, and it was far better than. And the difference between this lake and many of the others is that I was getting bites. A lot of these lakes I fish you're not you're not you're just not going you're not turning up and getting and a lot of people on this lake weren't getting bites don't get me wrong but um you know like a lot of lakes i fish you're especially like the otter pit for example with the big fully if you remember that one yeah uh, and and the Colne valley pit where i'd only had one bite in like 11 months you know it's it's like this on steroids so is it is it, this the sorry mate sorry and sorry to listeners as well completely derailing you did you catch this i'm looking back at the photos you've sent me um did you catch this in august yeah so that's the ones i sent you earlier no you sent me a um a picture on 
Oh, I've lost it. Yeah, you, you sent me a, uh, a few photos on the 22nd of August of this thing. It looks like a very mild ghosty, right? It's not much ghosty in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. see, that is a... That's a it's got the little tail, like you say, little fucking pectorals and... That's a nice yeah, looking fish, mate. But you wouldn't, you could sort of just think that's a pale common, if that makes sense, from the photo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, on the bank, it didn't look like a ghosty at all. I didn't yeah. know it was, I didn't know straight away what it I looked at, look, if I'd caught an orange thing, I wouldn't be talking the same about it. And that's just me being honest because, yeah, mate, it's a big, bright orange, but you know, not for me. Again, yeah. I don't judge no one, but this wasn't that. This was, it's a fish known as the koi. So it doesn't sound very good, does it? But, yeah. mate, on the bank, it was, it was so impressive. I was, I couldn't believe it. You know, it looked, it just looked like, I mean, put it this way, I've caught paler commons than I have this yeah. that weren't ghosties. However, yeah. this has definitely got a bit of ghosty in it. You can see it with the sort of shading on its face and stuff, but yeah, and, yeah. Like, it's well, been in there forever. You know? plate, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, you know, you wouldn't knock that off, would you? Off the earth? No, mate. No, no, no. <laughs> Lovely fish. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. it's that, it that one. Yeah, it is that got one. Got you. All right. Sorry, yeah. mate. No, 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 no problem yeah. at all. No problem. So this is August. Yeah. What happened then? Um, so, well, so that night I got home and I, again, I knew I was doing the house up. So I thought, right, I'll bin it off for the year. My missus is going to give birth in sort of November time, but I want to give her two months to, I, I don't want to be that bloke who gets the phone call while he's down the lake. Uh, oh, your missus is in labour. So yeah. I, what I ended up doing was I ended up that night getting home saying, right, I'm done now set the brollies up in the garden that night. Um, I had to rush off. I think I had to go to work. And then I set the brollies up in the garden that night. Uh, got the Barbie on. My missus was going to a wedding for a couple of days. And me and my little one, um, we'd, she's like four years old at the time, four and a half. We yeah, had a barbecue in the garden, slept outside. I just had a really good time. Like, it was like one of the best day of the year because I'd woke up to this common of nearly 41 pound and then, you know, my mates there as well. Uh, Luke was there taking the photos and whatever. Um, and then I'm there with a the little one having a barbie, a couple of steaks and whatnot. Sleep. She's wants, she wants to sleep under the brolly for the night, which is great. Wow. You know, a little sleeping bag. Uh, it's just, honestly, it was the best, probably the best day of, of last year, you know. Um, so, yeah, done that. Binned it off for the year. Didn't even think about it. Started decorating the house. Mrs. was happy. We got loads done. But there was something niggling, you know. Uh, autumn was approaching. And uh, when autumn approaches, it's the same as spring. All I want to do is get down the lake. And, yeah, like, it's, it's something that overwhelms your thought 90% of the time. When you're at work, you're thinking about it. When you're, you're talking to your missus, you ain't even listening to what she's saying, which is terrible. But this is the illness that, that we all hold, as, yeah. as you know. And, yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm sort of sat there... Um, day in day out trying to paint trying to keep my head away but I just couldn't so I had a job interview um I just sent Elliot the video obviously not thinking anything of it and I had a job interview uh, um, easy jet in recruitment that my brother had sorted out my twin brother I was so down by cutting air he was doing my head in like yeah oh, and I, at this time I was I was lost I had no direction and I was thinking oh mate if I could do a nine to five I'd go fishing more because I'm not working all the days and I'm finishing at five and I'm starting at nine and a couple of days from home, blah, blah. And, you know, the motivation is always fishing. 
but you've also got a missus who wants to go on holiday two or three times a year. And that's her version of fishing. She don't have hobbies. She looks after the little ones and she does a, a great job of it. And you're trying to balance it all, but I can't balance it all. I, I got, I'm all or nothing. So I, don't, I never want to stop fishing, but sometimes I've got to say to myself, you have to. You've got to get life on track. And then you can go all guns blazing, screw it all up again. And luckily, my missus is fine with that. She's, she don't ever go at me. She's cool with it. She says to me, when are you next going fishing then? Because she knows that I need, I, I need it for me, which, yeah, I, I wish I didn't need it at, at times. But that's, that's just sort of how I'm wired and how many of us carp anglers are. But I'd, um, uh, yeah, September had arrived and, and I thought I could milk another night. But I had a job interview the next day and I'd had a friend of mine call me and say, look, the... I don't know if it was Luton or someone else, but there was, I lived right near Luton and there was a, a football team playing, a lit, staying in the Luton who, uh, and they've obviously footballers earn loads of money. So he's like, look mate, I'm a barber by trade. And he said, look, he said, if you want to go and make a couple of grand, he said, go to the Luton who now I've, I've sorted it out. You go cut all their hair. And this bloke, like he, he sells high end aftershave. He calls them perfumes, unisex perfumes in Selfridges and Liberties and, so, and, and place it all, all around the world like he's, he's his own brand so he, he's linked in with these kind of people I'm a bit of a caveman and I'm not like that but I was always good at cutting hair um, like really good at it so you'd you'd end up cutting these kind of people's hair and he, he's rang me and I'm barrowing around the lake and I knew where these fish were because I've been walking around and whatnot and he said Jake do you want to make a cut of grass? <laughs> and I thought I've got this job interview tomorrow I've got the opportunity to go and make a cut of ground right now. But, oh, that was it. I'd got into the swim. I, I just thought, right, don't think about that now. Got into the swim. And I just so happened to be looking on the corner of this island, which is, if you're stood in the swim, you can't see the corner of this island. You've got like probably 15 acres of water around you between three islands. And then the, the remaining sort of part of the lake, left and right, you can't see. But as I'm stood, at, stood out right at the water's edge, I've looked left and I've seen a real big and show. And I thought, I can't, I just can't. I can't go and make all this dough. And I knew I had a job interview early doors. I think it was at nine, I think. Anyway, I've got the rods out. I've got the... Um, trying to think if what night yeah got the rods out got out the usual stuff plus i got out a bit of salt bit of load of maggot load of boily anyway and i was really confident like i've seen fish in the zone um yeah i just i was just confident so anyway i think one o'clock i'd caught the, the rods ripped off and I'm, I've got Neville, I've had Neville's for years, but I've pissed off with Neville's with the cray lakes because yeah. it's just constant bleeps all night. Yeah. And although I'm not getting crayed, you get and walk through the lines and especially with that sub braid. And mate, it was just doing, it was doing my head in. So anyway, I, I got these, um, got these Nash alarms and they were, mate, they were bloody good. I'll tell you that. Um, and yeah, it's just first one toner on the lake, absolutely ripped off at one in the morning. Uh, I'm fishing about 100 yards um, between three islands, one to the right, one to the left. And it's, it's slightly dangerous, I'll, I'll admit, but everyone, 
does it on it. We all know the crack. Look, if you, if you beast them in, you'll get them in. If you beast them and be prepared to pull that hook, you ain't, they're not kiting. They just can't because you're too quick for them. So that's just how it's almost like the culture of the lake. I've fished some lakes where you don't do that. You just don't. But on here, that's what you do. And I knew that I knew what I had to do to, to, to get the bites, you know. And um, obviously on the last session, I'd had this, um, this big one and I was on a bit of a high. But this was, this was a month later. So I hadn't been for a month. Anyway, rod's ripped off. I've beasted it. To be fair, it didn't fight that hard. Easy. Put it in, but I knew it was big. And it was one of the, one of the real old ones of fish known as Black Scar. It's done 40 pound in the past. I had it really small, 34-ish. Um, but a, a real old Simo, one of the old Simos in there. Big fat thing with a big... It's called Black Scar because it had this sort of bullet hole through both sides. Um, a real big open wound. And everyone thought it was going to die, but it lived... It lived to tell the tale and 10 years on it's still going um but yeah it's one i wanted without a doubt you know i love in my fishing i love variety of carp i like to catch i like to look at the album and go i've caught a bit of everything you know and at the minute for example maybe we'll get onto this later but at the minute i want something i want a pretty one next i want to go somewhere else where i'm fishing for fish like that were in the reservoir i spoke about last time i probably won't remember that but so the motivations are all about for me, are all about the variety of carp. But going back to the, um, yeah, rods ripped off, got it in, black scarf, great. Like, caught me big mirror for the year. But there's a bigger one in there, and I want that one. I really want that one, and it hasn't been out yet. So, anyway, that's, um, I've gone to the job interview the next day. I was out of there by 8 o'clock, gone to the job interview, absolutely knackered. Um, but obviously, over the moon. And my brother, he works, so he, he, he threw me a load of questions beforehand and I couldn't answer him. I was so tired. He was trying to sort of gear me up for it. And I, I'd had about seven coffees just to try and, because I was like, my eyes were closing. I hadn't slept all night. Um, I'd done the night shots as well. So I had someone come down who lives about an hour away and done night shots, didn't want to retain it all night. It's an old fish. And um, anyway, weren't very hopeful about the job, but ended up getting the bloody job. Um, and uh, yeah, oh, what I should have done was just not turned up to the interview because I didn't take the job anyway. Um, but yeah, went back a week later. I said to my missus, Look, I just have to do one more night. I know I said I'm going to bin it off, have to do another night. And yeah, got down there. I didn't even that week, I was so busy, I didn't even lap the lake. I just got in that same zone. I find in September. They start harvesting zones that they haven't milked all summer. So they've done a lot of the bars and the humps and, and the shallows, plateaus and whatnot. And they start to um, focus on the deeper water. And what I started doing was finding some depths, you know, finding a bit of depth. It's a shallow water, but you can find deep holes and stuff if you really, you know, get that marker float out and, and whatnot. Um, and because they were in different areas during the day to where they are at night, I could get away with it could get away with markering up in the daylight because I thought there's no fucking fish here anyway. Um, but obviously on that last night I did, it was sort of approaching evening time. They were beginning to get in them night zones. So got there the next week with good time. So I knew I could marker up, find these spots perfect. I think I got there about two o'clock or something a week later. And no, it was two weeks later. But anyway, I hadn't managed to get down there, more decorating and whatever else, all that rubbish. 
and uh, yeah, got back in the same zones. Loads of bait, three rods out, uh, and yeah, giant display. My mate Will had come down, who I, again I fished Frogmore with, and he'd got us a curry in. So we had this lovely curry. I was confident as anything, and it was just a, like a perfect evening. They were showing. And he was the first person I'd showed this hypocrisy video to. So I got my phone out and showed him. And he was like, mate, this is fucking wicked. Like, and I started to think, well, I'm, I'm quite chuffed now um, that I didn't take that, that job last week or the week before. Because I was, I was beating myself up about it. You know, good dough and all that. But I sort of felt I was selling my soul a little bit. So I'm, I started to believe that, yeah, you know what? And the confidence thing was, was building, you know, with, with that side of things. And it, I think everything was aligning perfectly. Like that night I saw these three stars, it was crystal clear and they were in this line. They weren't planets like I'd normal, I've seen in the past. Um, and I got a picture of it on my, on my phone. It, it just looked unreal. Mm. I just knew sort of good things were to come. Like, and whether you believe that because of superstition or you believe it in your head so it actually ends up happening. Yeah, self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, exactly. The self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, you, you've, you're obviously, you know, if you're able to see opportunities where maybe some don't, they will arise purely because you can see them. So it's not about luck or anything like it's about keeping your eyes open when maybe some might not. And that goes for your fishing and everything. And look, I'm not saying I've known this forever because I haven't, you know, I'm 28 years old. I'm, I'm, I'm a young, a young man, but I feel at this sort of age, 28, you become a man. You're a boy until you sort of get into your later 20s. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been a, a big learning curve in life this last year, but also on the fishing front, like massively. Um, I've always sort of been, been pretty good with my fishing, but I've never felt like I could contend with... If Scott Lloyd was on your late, I wouldn't want no part of it. So I think, well, I don't get the time he gets and he's a million times better than me. Whereas now I go, it'll probably do me, be easy, but I'll still, I'll still give it a go. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so that's, it's a change in mindset and hopefully that continues and just you know, gets, sort of reinforces itself. But anyway, going back to, to the fishing, uh, I showed him the video. Everything sort of felt like it was aligning. And that night, bear in mind, people were on, 20 night blanks on there and someone said to me that if you have a couple on on your four nights you're doing you've done really well sort of thing i'd had four that night so i'd done i'd done the last night of the year and i had four one of which was a fish i didn't even know about a 35 pounder um and another one was a real old common one of the real old ones in there not massive uh, i didn't weigh it but i think it normally does around 30 pound um it's got the head of a 40 pounder and the tail of like a mid double. It's, it's so old, you know, when they start losing, they lose their chest and mm. yeah, everything, but they've got, they've still got the size of their, of their head and whatnot. Mm. And uh, anyway, yeah, four that night, it was great and whatever else. But um, yeah, we all come back down in the morning, done the photos um, at another double take. It was just unreal. Like it, it couldn't have gone any better. And obviously I knew that I just knew it's late September now. I left there thinking I'm done for the year. Like I'm done. I don't want to be done, but I'm quite happy now to go and focus on what I really want to do in life. And that is more of this. So I've got to sacrifice the next 
you know, I've got two months probably until the little one's born, if I'm lucky, which I was. So I've got two months to go and build the foundations for what's coming next, um, which will hopefully enable me to have a good year next year from halfway through the year once the baby's old enough and whatever. Meaning, and, um, meaning the the carp um, related work, media, etc. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I just had this feeling inside me of the urgency had, had gone of, of getting back down there and all of that. Yeah. I just thought, right, it's almost like you have to surrender sometimes, which I've done so much over the years of like, right, you've had a big one, just get home, go and have some fun, take the missus and the little one to the Lake District or get on a plane or mm. graft or whatever you've got to go and do to, to, to get life back on track. Because like I said, I'm all or nothing with the fishing and with everything. And although I could be all, all the time, I knew that but there's times when I just know, you know, you know what I mean. You just know, don't you? That you've got yeah. to go and, you know, and, and this was, I've been in a rut for five years and this was time to get more fishing in time to build them foundations. So next year and the year after the year, I don't have to do this anymore. I don't have to go, right. Okay. Stop fishing now for, for this, for six, six weeks or whatever, two months. And, um, you know, graft and whatever else. You know, I, I knew there, there, there and then I knew that I was going to work hard at this video stuff, try and get fingers in as many fishing pies as possible and, um, and, and completely stop with the, um, the barbering. And, and the plan in my head is, is to, to do double the, the time. Sorry, not double it. I want to do 40, 50 nights this year. Last year I'd done 14, you know, so 14 nights, um, I had a good year last year, like better year than I've had doing 40 or 50 sometimes, but you know, oh, it ain't enough. Like we, we're adventurers, aren't we? Carp anglers. Like we, we create this, we're not fulfilled by so much by a TV show or a nightclub or, a, um, the mundane means of excitement, you know, the, the generic means of, or, or, or man-made atmosphere like we want to go and find that organic atmosphere and and um find these sort of adrenaline rushes that not many people experience you know holding a carp that no one else has hold which you know or, or that very few have or um being in the teeth of a ridiculous storm or you know holding on for dear, to your brolly for dear life but we've all been in in them positions that, you know out of choice as well by yourself like that's sort of, I think, where you sort, where you end up finding who you really are, not glued to a TV or a phone or or whatever else. And uh, you know, I want more of that, mm. and that's why I've that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. It's it's not it's not for ego or anything like that. You know, it's it's for that reason. Yeah, definitely, mate. Do you? I mean, obviously, you're. I think you said earlier you do one night a week, right? Um, so like this year I've done four nights so far. I've done two in Jan. Two oh, in... mate. Oh yeah. You did say that. Sorry. I've completely. Yeah. No, no, but I, I'm generally, I mean, I try and do a night a week, but yeah, I'll do, I'll do a night a week until, and I, I'll push it as far as I can. So I'll do two nights. Then I'll do a night, a night, a night, a night. Then I'll bin it off for a bit. Right. Then I'll, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, but the, the, I think the, where it, where it sort of comes into fruition like the fishing, like where, where you start catching them is, is, yeah, I might only do three nights a month, but 
I'll make sure that I do. Like, for example, last year I've done 14 nights. That ain't a night a week, obviously. The year before I might have done 30. The COVID year I've probably done 50, which is a night a week. Um, and I've done yeah. anywhere between that and that for, for the whole time. But yeah. obviously, yeah, obviously you sort of, you know, you, you make work do with what you've got. And I think that film was all about that. It was about, I'm not, it, it's not about how much time you get, which I always believed it was. And the belief of how much time, believing that time is the biggest factor of how much you catch. If you believe that in your head, then you're believing that you ain't going to catch nothing because you ain't doing more time. So how about you go, right, well, I've only got this many nights this year, but I'm just going to get down there before work. Because when my missus is asleep, that's my time. I can go down there. Mm. Why don't you, if she's asleep when you get home from work, get down the lake. You know, like if you've got to go down there every day and spend half of your wages on petrol and bait and whatnot, do it, you know. And that's the, that's the realisation I had, which hence where the narrative of, of that film come from. Yeah, definitely, mate. Are you so I'm the same as you these days? I used to do a lot more fishing than I do now. Um, I don't even get a night a week. I, I get recently I've been getting a day session a week. Like that is it. Yeah. It's not ideal. Um, but because I'm so limited on time, I have to I have to go above and beyond in other areas, which perhaps wouldn't be as important if I if I had more time. So baiting up um and using the right bait. Do you look at that side of things at all, or are you want well, you just kind of use whatever bait you use, and that's that? Um, I, I would say that compared to like yourself, I don't look into it as much as I probably could, um, because I feel like being a. And I'm, by the way, I don't, I'm not saying you're not a creative person. You've created a, a great, a great brand with what you're doing. But I mean, as in that that sort of painter's mentality of. You're sort of very flowy, airy, fairy and whatnot. Mm, yeah. Um, I don't feel like I could ever understand how maybe the uh, amino acid profile over this or how, or the nuclear, it's just big words to me, you know. Yeah. Um, I could barely, I could barely spell sort of six letter words, let alone understand all that mad stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I like to, I, I do I feel like there are researchers and there are searchers in the world, right? Now, I'm not suggesting that I am a searcher, but I live more like one. For example, rather than opening up a, a book and, and reading something that has already been searched, I'm researching that. I'll go out there and, you know, as I'm sure you do as well, you, you go out there, you try things, and if things work, over the course of let's say I've been carp fishing since 2007. So I, I don't know how many years that is, but since then to now you, you see things, you find patterns, you know, salt, I think it's great, especially in fact, it's great all year round. Like it, it, it really is. Salt is great. Maggots. You can't, you know, maggots and worms are great. Um, sugar and salt. I love sugar. I love sweet, you know, I'll put a few kilos of, of, of sugar in, in with peanuts or tigers or whatever. Uh, things that crunch, you know, like if a, if a carp comes along and crunches a peanut or, um, or a tiger, carp can hit. So I'm looking for thing, things that I've seen and things that I've experienced and things that I've used over the years. I'll use them to my benefit, but I won't understand them from a scientific perspective at all. 
However, um, yeah, I feel like I've searched for what's good. You know, my early fishing and even on the, the leap it like last year, the start of last year, it's all in the edge stuff. You're watching them. You watch how they feed. Um, you're looking for certain, for example, if you, if you want to catch certain carp, you might feed them in a certain manner. Um, there are times like with pre-bait where you might give them what you believe is best for them. Like, yeah, loads of salt. Uh, in the winter, I, I love fishing loads of maggots, loads of worms, um, and whatever else. But I, yeah, I don't understand it. Like, let's say like you do or um, sort of bait gurus, if you like. Yeah, I think, and I think there's crossover. It's hundred percent without you, doubt. Yeah, it, there's some of it, mate. That I trial things that I don't necessarily understand, and I don't yeah. make sense of it all by any fucking stretch of the imagination. But I think if by what you're saying, I think the best researchers are the people that are going out doing their own research that are letting the carp tell them what works rather than what, you know, so-and-so has written in a book. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it, like you say, if you can cross it over and you can understand both sides of the, of the coin oh, yeah. and, and mm -hmm. you know, you've, you've got it, haven't you? And I mm -hmm. don't understand that, but what I can do is, is, you know, when me and my, my mate was, were making a, a boilie, but I didn't get it. I just didn't. He got it. I could, he just did. Like, but what I would do is, is I would go and bait with another boilie. I'd have bait with ours and I would watch the response and the response to ours. And he come up, he, I didn't come up with it. You know, I worked on a lot of, a lot of things with him. Uh, in fact, some, some things I found out myself, but the initial recipe for the boilie was nothing to do with me. But, um, you know, I, I, I went out there to a snaggy nature reserve, no fishing. I did fish here and I did have one <laughs> mm -hmm. on the bait. But, um, yeah, I, I went to a snaggy. At the time, I just had a heart operation and I could walk to this place and I couldn't drive. So it was like a rod mat net. And... I'd never fished this place. I'd always lived fairly local to it, but living at my missus' mum's at the time before we moved in with each other, um, I, yeah, I, I could walk there. And so I ended up doing a few, I'd done a night and a few days on there. But I, yeah, obviously I had this heart op, so I couldn't drive, but I could walk there with this gear. And um, anyway, I decided no one's going to be here, so I'll, I'll watch and... I remember putting down these boilies from a, another firm. I, I can't say who they are. And they, they weren't interested at all. They must have eaten them eventually, but while I was there, they didn't. I went back. Um, it could only have been a couple of days later because I didn't work for about a month where I obviously had this op. And, um, yeah, mate, I put seven baits in. I remember putting seven of these baits in. And they'd been air drying in my car, so they weren't... They, they they couldn't have been yeah you know, initially that attractive no from or or at least yeah or at least from my you know unexperienced perspective but they, but they were dry they hadn't taken on any water mm. anyway after a while these baits the, the, the carp were always in these set of snags like they didn't have to leave they weren't being fished and anyway I've got videos on my phone of these fish absolutely ripping apart 
it was almost like it must have been going through them so and they were coming back and they were eating where they'd probably shat or what mate they went mental like they i couldn't believe it and you know i does that have any legs i don't know but from what i've seen you know i, I was confident with that bait i didn't use it for for very long because we didn't have the means to produce it in a you know to sort of mass produce it we did in the end but by then i decided i didn't want to do it anymore and obviously ended up using and um i don't just use boily i use other bits and bobs and whatever else but um yeah i mean you know the bait that that we were making was was like an artisan sort of paint if you like um and i feel like i semi i'm not going to say ingredients because that's his now not mine but mm. i feel like i semi understand why that worked over let's yeah. say your 50 50 semo with a little bit of fish meal and a, a random flavor that its chemical composition is is useless and, and doesn't you know it's got absolutely nothing a, a carp might even find it repulsive but by the time it sort of leaked out of the bait it might Mm -hmm. they, you know they might want to eat it after that kind of thing but yeah i mean this this one we weren't using a flavor as well and um not that flavors are, are we use flavors in in other other products but yeah I've, you know that for me gave me the confidence to use that and I, I caught carp on it um quite a lot of carp on it not as much as i would now with the baitworks gear because i've got access to you know, oh, I do man. get, yeah, I get it at a decent price and I can fill up the freezer and I've, I could put in 20 kilos and not worry about it. I've never had that luxury before because it's either go to the shop and spend whatever or go to, you know, we'll knock a load up, but with the cost of machinery and ingredient, it's not even worth, for me, not even worth doing, you know. Yeah. But um, if, if I'm going to use something that I can order, I can get a load of it on, on time. I can order as much as I want. I yeah. can get pretty much any size I want. Um, and I've got four baits to choose from and I can make my own core. But that, that'll do me, you know. And, yeah. um, and you know, the cell caught the Burfield Common. I'm not saying the cell is a bad bait. I don't know what goes into the cell. However, I don't believe it's the best bait out there. No. Mate, it's, it's caught so many big carp. But yeah. the, ultimate, the, the ultimate sort of, you know, the carp that everyone would love to catch. I mean, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but if you asked a thousand carp anglers, what is the, yeah, the one in, in the UK, it's probably the Burfield comment that got caught on the cell. You know, it wasn't caught on some artisan, this, this and that. So like you say, if you can put enough of it in there, it will, mm. it will do the damage, but you know, who do I, how do I know what, what goes in, in the cell? Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and I'd imagine the stuff you're using from Baitworks is more artisan than than that. Oh, without a doubt. And this not is that I'm shitting over the cell. It as you yeah, said, yeah, the fish, cell, mate. The cell. I remember. I remember when the cell came out, and we pay ten ninety nine a kilo, and we fish a, a local club water. We were only 14, 15, and we noticed a a, a massive um, increase in, in captures. It, like it was unreal, unreal. And I'm not saying it's because it's a wonder bait. I think at the time you had a lot of anglers using a lot of shelf lifes, uh, a lot of real dodgy ones, like they've probably been in a fishing shop for decades, you know, not decades, but you know what I mean? It's different. The bait world's completely different now. Um, but yeah, I'll, uh, uh, yeah, but sort of what we were alluding to with, a, I think that I'm more of a, a searcher than a researcher and I'll try stuff. You know, I'm happy to try things to my detriment sometimes just to see. And that's what happened with the Cray thing. So, yeah. 
Yeah, did it, so did, did did that get given to you by someone or I found it sort it. of head uh, like a hat tip or you just completely came out of it on your own? Yeah, I, I found it. I found it. Um, and this is what I mean. Like I'll, I'll use things that, and it's, it's by the way, it's it's a, a a product that is is not bad for you know the, the water table or anything like that. I obviously checked all that. I'm not putting a, some kind of acid. Yeah, it's or, not like battery acid or anything. No, like, no, no, get, no. I get with that, mate. Yeah, yeah, interesting, mate. So your your sort of your chapter, so to speak, on that lake is is closed. You, you, you no, so so I was basically the last session that I did a week after that, the big one come out from the same kind of water, but the opposite side of the lake. Right. And I say the big one, it's only a couple of pounds. It's like a forty-five pounder, but it's the fish that is it done like five years without getting caught. And um, that's the one that yeah, I'm back. I've done four nights this year. I feel like I've got close. I had one show on me a couple of weeks ago, um, but things change really quick. And I feel like now perhaps they're looking for that shallower water. Whereas that was more wintry at the time. And um, so I'm, I'm my focus, put it this way. I see one show. I dropped my phone in the lake and I thought, right, I've, I packed everything up, but my phone's plopped in the lake. A bailiff had come around and said to me about how he dropped his phone in the lake, which I think subconscious. Five minutes later, mine was in the lake. It had gone straight into a load of silt <laughs> in three foot of water off of this platform. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see where it had gone. So I'm trying to get it out. If this didn't happen, uh, it, the outcome could have been different, but I was basically working down the lake. So I was doing my video stuff down the lake. And um, planning on staying there for most of the day. Anyway, I thought when my phone's in the lake, you're not, it's very, although it's the wild, wild west, this lake with all the crazy stuff that happens, the bailiffs are very strict. So I've got to, I can't leave my swim. I just can't. And the Lee Valley's got a bit of a rep where they are, they are strict. They're not arseholes, but they're strict. And that's fair enough. Like, you know, you're fishing on waters where there are snags and whatnot, bars and whatever else. So I thought, right, I'll pack everything down and then I'll reel the rods in last, go get the bailiff, one of the bailiffs who's, who's fishing further down and he can come to the swim like a high power torch and I can find my phone. Anyway, he's coming. I've literally just reeled the rod in, ran to him. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll be round in a minute. Just as he's walked in the swim, I've stripped off and just got the phone out because I've seen like a little line of something. It's when we had them 40 mile an hour winds. So it was like the water was all murked up. Anyway, it just cleared, got the phone out. As he's walked in the swim, this big carp has gone like that and just jumped straight out. Mm. Uh, I thought, oh, God, like, he's seen it. Mm. And I've just reeled in from there. I could have kept – and these carp are ravenous, you know, like if you've got bait out there, they're eating it because the crays normally do it. And when I reeled these three rods in, they hadn't been crayed. So I knew that they were out there eating that bait. It was right over my left-hand rod, which has done me a couple of big ones now. And, um, yeah, I felt like a plonker. So next week, full, uh, the new moon and uh, beelining towards that zone. But the weather had changed. It was warmer, 14 degrees. And I just felt like they were going to be in the shallower water. And the closest bit of shallow water is the swim opposite. So I got in there, massive fly hatches, 
whatever else. And yeah, I, I blanked, you know, but I put it this way, I, I, I was close. So I'm still on there. I'm after a big mirror. I'm after two big mirrors, actually. So um, yeah, try and catch them too. There's one called Goldies, like I said earlier, my mate Kieran wants, you know, one day wants to catch it, being sharing his names. His name's Kieran Goldie. Um, but that's a real old one. I've known about that fish for so many years. Uh, I'll have to send you a picture of it, but it's yeah, sort of a long, looks like a male really, like just long, sort of quite brutey sort of shape, uh, but almost like a long rectangle, like not cricket batty, but a very brown fish. Um, looks like it should be on the wall pack or something. One big single scale along one of its flanks. And uh, yeah, it looks almost golden, it, you know, when it gets, when it's in your net because it's, it's sort of got, um, got quite a pale sort of underbelly and whatnot but yeah real old big carp as well um and i'm not going to say the next bit because i want to catch it i don't want anyone else to catch it but <laughs> yeah um yeah I, I i think i think i'm going to catch that one and i think i'm going to catch it really soon um i think i've worked something out so hopefully i'll be having a chat with you again and talking about that one but there's another mirror in there known as the quarter lin that's the one that comes out very rarely 45 ish again really old been in there for ages and yeah more of a dinky looking thing but yeah i want to catch that one as well so we've got two left and um yeah last year was a good year but hopefully i'll catch them um if i've got a renew i'll renew you know i, I want to catch them both so we'll see what happens when when's your ticket up june the 16th so mm. yeah obviously i'm uh you know Got to get, got to get um, grafting. Really, I've done four nights this year, two of which were in Jan, um, and it come out in Jan as well. It come out in Jan. We had real mild mm. weather. How often does um, it come out? Uh, well, Goldies is is an old one, so it's doing more captures nowadays. Right. Um, which is, you know, which is why I've got a chance. Like I've got a good mm. chance this year. Um, sadly, well, you'd think it was on the decline. To be, to be honest, I think having such hot weather last year they've done more captures the fish in general because they were feeding later you know they were getting caught in december and stuff which on shallow waters quite often doesn't happen um so i think that could have been something to do with it it might not just be it's an old one but look it's it's doing bigger weights than it's ever done despite the fact it's really old so it's, it's not dying um or at least it doesn't appear to be it's still putting up a ruck as well so yeah, fingers crossed. It's it's the next one I have. I've got a feeling about it. Though. I, I really have. Yeah, hopefully it comes true, mate. Mm. Hopefully it does. Have you? Are you someone that like you've always got somewhere to go on to? Or no, not at all. Of, that's not you, no. No, normally it's um, a bit of a women a mm. women a women a prayer. Really, I, I go on um, go on a, a sort of my gut feeling, go on my heart. You know, what do I really want to go and do? And, and like I said, next I want to go and I want to go and fish after this. So, um, for some of the uh, the reservoir I previously spoke about, I was a bit vague with it um, last time, but it was sort of a shallow 300-year-old reservoir, hand dug by French prisoners of war. That's, uh, that's the one Tommy was on after you, right? Yes, that's yeah. right, yeah. Again, I mean, crazing it and all that, you know, the, the same sort of challenges as the Lee Valley, but not mm. quite as... You know, the, the, the craze weren't as bad. Bigger water, 65 acres, I think. Might be wrong. Um, we sort of 60 carp, something like that. Um, I think by the time Tommy fished it, it lost a bit of water because they had to drain it. 
but the craze and the weed got worse so it sort of posed different challenges but um yeah when i fished there it was it was filled to the brim water was quite high and um it was just sort of finding them on there and, and uh either wading rigs or dinghy in them which wasn't allowed but we were all young and stupid once and uh yeah, I wouldn't be doing that again <laughs> anytime soon because it ain't worth the aggro after. But yeah, I've, um, I've driven past it and the water was low when I drove past it as well. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah? That's the Is one. It, yeah, it's the one where there's a road that runs right yeah. by it. That's see. it. Yeah. yeah. But I tell you what, the stock is unbelievable. Like, yeah, I've seen some of them, mate. They're very nice fish. Yeah, the the, the, the mirrors in there. I don't think I realised at the time how good they were. Yeah, and I'd sort of. <laughs> You know, I went all guns blazing, dinghies and wading and, and doing all the things that you're not supposed to do. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I just thought, right, catch all these carp quick. You know, this was seven years ago now. And, um, yeah, just just sort of went for it, really. I was working silly hours at the time and I had a night a week, but I wasn't going around there and baiting. I'd just lap it. If I had to lap it ten times, I'd lap it ten times until I found them. Once I found them, I thought, well dinghy or wading you know if it's too deep i'll dinghy it so mm. i was i just at the time I, I, I was in this mindset of i'm getting a night a week i need to catch you lot and obviously it worked but it's unfair on the other anglers and i mean there weren't really anyone on there at the time and it was a it's, it's sort of a it's it's a ticket now that you, you obtain and, and it's it's called the Aldenham angling club so it's for the Aldenham reservoir whereas back then it was a little bit different but um, it's all gated and stuff now, whereas back then again it was public and whatever else. And I just sort of wait till it was dark and 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 weighed them out <laughs> or, or dingy them, you know. And it, yeah, I love fishing like that. I really do. But the carp in there, are some of the best carp in the country, without a doubt. Like in terms of like proper, pretty, scaly, old. The yeah, scales that like doesn't don't get much better does it if you were to sort of paint the image of a perfect carp no you wouldn't be a million miles away from them fish would you no i mean they're obviously they're they're not uh they, you know they're not giants like in din no but who got, cares no there's some 40s in there there's some 40s in there you know yeah. i think the best one i had was I mean, the best one I had is now a 40 pounder. I think I had it 36, but I think it looked better when I caught it. You know, like it was, mm -hmm. it was in its absolute prime. It, it only done a, I think it done three captures when I'd caught it over the years. Like, and a lot of that was due to the fact that barely anyone fished it for a very, very long time. I think it was like a five man syndicate at one point and, you know, then they'd lost it and then a club had obtained, then another, it was all over the place at all times and it still is now. But them carp are just, unreal and i wish i'd put it this way it's got a new lease of life and you've got more big ones than ever you've got them it's just unbelievable but um yeah i don't know where i was where where was i going with the reservoir why was that mentioned because i want to i feel like i was uh tying it in with something uh i was asking you if you had anywhere up your sleeve oh yes yeah, so there's a carp i've found that is um so yeah I, i've lied a bit because i have got the next one set up mm. there's a but normally basically i sometimes i want to like for example the Colne valley pit 160 acres 30 carp i want to go and challenge myself to the point of if you can catch them from here you can catch them from anywhere and i'll go and do that and once i've caught a carp don't matter what it, I'll, I'll go right done now um 
I, I might go somewhere because I want I want something quiet. Uh, and I'll, there's a few lakes I fished where you, you're by yourself, and I love that as well. But uh, you know, I think right now I want I want a pretty one. That's what I want, and I've found one. Um, it's south west London, so it's right in the thick of it. Mm. But yeah, I found it. I, I saw a picture of a fish. Found see a landmark sort of thing not landmarks the wrong word but see something recognizable checked out on google maps my mate had actually oh, sent nice me to do it he'd sent me mate, I've, I've got a lit i've got a massive list of so many carp that i found through google maps mm. um but yeah see a picture i see something in the background my mate had sent me a picture he said where's this one from i said no idea no idea and i'd already thought about i want to i want to go fish for a real pretty one next don't care about how big it is and this is a big one so it's, it's a big carp but uh, yeah, that's what I want to go and do next. You know, they, they're, they're nice in the, in the lake I'm currently fishing. Um, but they're sort of Lee Valley bruisers. You know, I want to go and fish for something that is a wood carving. And um, that's my current motivation. So don't get me wrong. I'm not, I, I'm still going to do what I'm doing now because I'm more motivated to do that. But next I'm going to go and do this. And yeah, he sent me the pictures a couple of days ago. And it was almost like, that's the carp that I want to go and catch next. So go on Google Maps lined a few things up and i said there you go mate and it had clicked it clicked with something else that i saw on instagram about eight years ago that i'd been trying to find and i thought i'd gone mad and it turns out i was looking at another lake mm. so i finally found what i was looking for all that time you know and it's the same one so it's almost like fate so hopefully i'm right man. yeah yeah so yeah no, no, next one's going to be a pretty one without a doubt no um, is this a ticket place or is it like nature reserve or that's something I don't know, but there are anglers fishing it, so I'll either be able to get a ticket. It's definitely not a syndicate, without a doubt. It ain't a syndicate. Right, so it's not closed so, shop then. It's not closed shop. Like it's either, you know, I don't want to get in trouble, but no, 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 yeah. no. Leave it there, mate. Yeah, yeah. You know, it is. It will be what it will be. I mean, you know, I'll put it this way. I'll never. If I'm going to go and fish somewhere, you're not supposed to fish. It's. I wouldn't do it to a triple SI. I wouldn't do it to a club water or a syndicate. I wouldn't go and poach someone's back. No, garden. no, 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 no. If somewhere's forgotten and, you know, and it's owned by, oh, I don't bloody know. It's not owned by a person. It might be owned by a bloody, a water. I don't, yeah, I'll, I'll go and do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. there was younger days. I think you're, you're, it's different. I was talking to someone the other day about getting on a, getting on the fisheries which is a, a water in the Carmel valley and uh it's like proper clothes shop and i said to him look is there any chance because you've let him on and he's you know jimmy and um obviously he's like corder and whatever and and publicizing this and that but he's obviously going to abide by the rules and i said look i'll abide and he's just like no nah, mate <laughs> and i don't blame him i don't blame him at all he's a mate of mine but because he brought up he's like do you remember when you were 17 and you fished that place owned by the environment agency and i thought oh shit forgot about that and i've got no photos because i've lost all of them um but they're on they're on an old mac at my mum somewhere but it's just funny because i forgot you know you forget the stupid things you do as a and they're the offices of the environment agency are there and then you've got this little lake there and, I, and i'm going down there parking in a hotel and fishing for them because i'd seen a nice common when taking my little sister to the cinema you know mm. that's that's what I mean by people like, like myself where I'm, you know, I go with my heart and uh, that can get you in trouble sometimes. And, and nowadays having two kids and whatnot, 
the only way I'm going and fishing the kind of fishing I'm talking about is if it's not going to hurt anybody in, in the sense that, uh, you know, it's not anyone's sort of personal land or it's obviously not a club or, or a syndicate, you know, so yeah, I mean, that, carefully. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it, I know on previous episodes of, you know, me and Pete spoken about fishing where, you know, perhaps didn't have permission to, but just to make it clear, like never, on other people's like syndicate that you just don't do that kind of thing or club waters or anything like that. It's just some things you just don't do it. He's not genuinely not found the members and um, yeah, it's just not where it's at at all. Is it? Like, that's just, no, that's no, not, not a exactly. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's a pretty one. So nice this, one, mate. Watch this space. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It sounds, sounds very exciting. Um, I mean, like those, those kind of things as well. Like they just, they give you a different fuel to your fire, don't they? These, these perhaps these forgotten pits where you know it, it's it's been abandoned for a while, or it's not really been fished before, or it just I crave that, I yearn that, and um, it's hundred percent. It's 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 something that like for me personally, I don't know, you know, it might just be me being odd, but I almost have to try not to get too wrapped up in it because I know once the the puzzle is completed that's a tough act to follow because there's not many of these places around now no, how would you follow that up you can get really down on things 100 100 percent. that's why i think i'm you know i've got to find these motivations like now it's a pretty one that pretty one could have lived in a club or and i could have joined that mm. uh so at least i don't because i've been there i've been i've had a, like years of, of being stuck with my fishing especially mm. coming from fishing frogmore where you've got yeah the one of the best levers to ever have ever existed backup fish to die for relatively quiet on all the lakes you know like low low stock crystal clear stalking all that stuff. like you know it's like the what the yateley lot had we had our version of it and then when you try and go somewhere else it is hard like it really is but mm. I think then I said to myself, right, well, just don't try and find that. Because I had, after that, I'd done bits and bobs, but I then had a few years off. Just had to have a few years off, you know. I, had to, I, I feel like it was a time in my life that, that fishing needed to go out the window for a little while. And um, um, when I come back, I just thought, right, go and find yourself an adventure, a big pit, maybe something out of your depth. And... Um, yeah, it's it sort of gone from there, really, you know, like fishing for carp that, because after Frogmore, I went somewhere that I was fishing for carp that most of which had never been caught. And having my own thing, doing it at my own pace, no one's there. Because right now, I'm, hey, I'm living in anxiety because not, I'm, I'm exaggerating it a bit, but all I can think about is, I had someone message me earlier saying he's baited. Oh, just going to be a bait up the lake, and I'm like, well, I can't get down there until the sixth. Yeah. You know, that's like two weeks or whatever. Mm. So, all I want to do is go and do that. Whereas, you know, the, like, and, and where I went after Frogmore, or when perhaps I might be going next, um, you can do things at your own pace because no one's there, so you can take your time. Um, you can work things out, but it's good to go and do what I'm doing now because it gives you the fire and it gives you the, um, don't really know the word. It gives you the, uh, the edge or the sort of 
the ability to to work like work on your toes sort of thing. So, you know, I think variety is good and just making up these little challenges in your head. But sometimes it don't matter what ones you've got, you, you do need to go and find somewhere where you're secluded, where a bailiff isn't going to come and talk to you for three or four hours. As much as I like that, I love the social stuff where you're not going to, people aren't going to message you saying, have you had, because I don't message anyone. I don't go on a lake and get everyone's numbers and WhatsApp. And go, you are, mate, down the lake, you're caught in it. I don't, I don't, no, wanna, sorry. I don't want to know. No, I don't want to know if the big one's been out. I don't want to know if, you know, I don't want to know nothing. I just want to go down there and do my fishing. Um, and, you know, that, and, but most people, I think, aren't like that. And I, I think if you're, if you're like that, it can deter you from catching fish because you're always chasing your tail or chasing someone else's tail. Um, you know, I just want to go do my own thing. And I don't mind. Like, I'm quite an open book. Like, I don't hide much. I hide the crayfish thing, but I don't hide many things. But, yeah, I, I think if we all just did our own thing, focused on our own angling, we'd all catch loads more, I think, you know. Mm. Very true, mate. Yeah, very, very true. It's, it's almost like, oh, I don't know how to sum it up. Uh, I, like some some people go angling and they're angling against the the water and the cart, whereas other people go angling and they're angling against the people. If that makes sense, yeah. And that's I know why we, I... all, we all need to consider what other people are doing, and uh, we need to be we need to keep secrets. And I get all that, but it's you know where is your main focus? You know, it it, it should be on the cart. But I think. Some people, the main focus is on well, what are they doing? What are they doing to catch? I yeah. do the same shit, you know. And it's hundred percent. Just... And this is why I like finding somewhere with public or like like bad public or otters. Yeah, or good point. Mm. Crayfish or whatever, yeah. because at least then, if you're on a lake where most people think they're all dead because the otters have smashed them up, no one's there. So yeah, there might be half the stock that there was two years ago because the otters have obliterated them. But once you found them, they're all yours. They're no one else's. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what I've found that in the past. I haven't found loads of it, but, you know, I've had a couple of lakes sort of like that. I mean, there was one lake in the Colne Valley. I'd, there were six of us allowed to fish the close season. We had 160 acres Cause, because, and don't get, we were the only real anglers giving it any time, but because there were otters on there and there were some dodgy people on there, like uh, it, not many, but here and there you'd get things happen. They wanted us to keep an eye. So all of a sudden I had the golden ticket basically, which is fish, the zones where they get in in the spring when, you know, and it's finding them opportunities. You know, that's what it is all about, whether it's through that way or through finding somewhere, quite, you know, or otters or craze. That's what I look for. I don't necessarily look for, um, yeah, I don't look at Instagram and look what other people are doing. The odd fish stops you in your tracks, but I won't go, oh, John Smith's caught 20 out of there. He's fishing his tits off. I'm going to go down there and try and do the same, you know. Um, but they get each their own. I mean, we all take it seriously in di different and varying sort of levels of seriousness. And if you if it's a, a hobby, then that's absolutely fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with it at all. Awesome, mate. Ike, is there anything else you want to cover? I know we you you made some notes um we got some few things down on on paper that we were going to cover i think we've covered a lot of it but there's a few things we haven't i mean is there anything that you want to get across in this interview um i, I think it would be nice to talk about i've never really spoke to anyone about the um 
mean, obviously you saw my Sipography film and yeah. it'd be nice to sort of, you know, hear your thoughts on it. But also because I'm, I'm, um, I'm not a very well-known sort of angler, if you like. Um, I, I don't think many yeah. people have watched it. You know, I've got really good feedback from mm. those who did, but there are a lot of people out there who didn't watch it. You know, like yeah. if if Jim Shelley brings a video out, people watch it. If and you know, Hearn bring it breaks the internet. But if if I do, I might get two, three, four thousand people watch it, which which is is such a um, a small amount of of the sort of the angling world, if you like, but. You know, I'm doing it for work now, I understand that, that reach is very important. Um, and yeah, I, you know, um, I, the next one, I want as many people to watch it as possible because there are important messages in, in well, especially the next one I'm making. And I want people to, to see it, you know, um, not only that, it, it helps with work as well. You get work off the back of it, everything um that i do is is for my livelihood and for the support of my family and to go fishing more so uh, but yeah what did you think of the of the film i know i, I sent it to you um before sipography had it um mm. it's probably a little while ago now but um yeah did you like it it was all right <laughs> <laughs> no i'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> sorry that was good that yeah yeah. Good. yeah no no no, no. it was it is, and I, I will tell it as I saw it. I really will. Um, it's very, very unique. Oh, I loved it, by the way. I'm, I'm obviously joking by saying it. it's all right. Um, it's just so different from, and I'm not just saying, oh, it's so different. Oh, it's so great. It genuinely is different. Um, and if you haven't seen it, you probably, there's nothing I could say that would, that would surmise it for you. I couldn't give you a feel for what it's like. Um, it's different. You've, you've used, you've used different imagery in there. Like I think you used the, um, the goofy cartoon, didn't you? With the fishing and uh, with the, with the old music on top, which it's a, just a unique feel. Yeah. It's something yeah. about it. And I don't, I don't think I could, I really don't think I could sum it up. Um, it's gritty. It's raw. It's, it's definitely not polished. Um, and that's, that's, that's no bad thing, but I think, what you were trying to sum up and I think you achieved it is the whole time aspect. That's that's, I think that's what you were going to call it, right? Time. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was called mm. time in the end. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's all about the, the, the battle of, and it is a battle of like the real world, the real life, and then eking out the time that you have to go and dedicate it to this. It's not a hobby. Is it this, this thing that just captivates our life and for me, anyway, the the movie it just depicted that, um, and yeah, I think I think not even in cart fishing, but in social media in general. You look on people's social media accounts; um, these people that you know, some people would look up to them. They're just showing you a highlight reel. They're not showing you the real their real life. And I think perhaps this movie was a bit more of a step into the real world of angling. Um, yeah, yes. ain't it? That's what I would summarise it as, and it's been a while since I've watched it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree though. I mean, you know, the highlight reel thing, and there's nothing, nothing wrong with doing that. But you know, it's, it ain't a, a glamorous way to live. We're we're choosing to sleep under uh, bits of nylon, you know, which is a bit mad. But um, you know, you said there about reality, and one thing that 
I wouldn't say I tried to put across because nothing was tried. It just sort of happened. But yeah, I feel like this world is getting away from fishing and fishing is the reality because when you're fishing, you're looking at the stars, the moon, the weather, the animal, you know, reality. This is uh, something like, it's like, you know, it's like the matrix really. We've, we've constructed this sort of way of living where I was born, right? I, I was not born into, I, I, I never chose to be born into the, the world of work. I, I'm much you know, in my head, obviously, prefer to be born into the Amazon or something and just live a life of adventure. But before you know it, before you've matured enough to realise that, life's got you by the nuts. But I think cart fishing for us enables us to, to go and uh, live that adventure, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. escape this and go and see reality. Because what life should be an adventure. It shouldn't be mundane. It shouldn't be, um, you know, it, sh- it shouldn't be what it has become, you know? eating shitty food sitting in an office or breaking your balls in a, on a construction site or whatever to, to to just about pay the bills and and, and by the time you're sort of 60 odd year i've got an arched back or or you <laughs> or your knees ain't working anymore like it's a pretty sad existence whereas us carp anglers like we have something else that no one else has got uh, or at least that very few have got i mean yeah that you know i think everyone who's into something as much as we are have what we have but um people who maybe don't have this sort of lifestyle if you like they don't have it they just don't and um i I feel like their their lives probably aren't as fulfilled and that might sound a bit elitist but that's just what i believe i might be wrong um and maybe i'm doing it wrong but i I don't mean that as any offense but um yeah you know and i that's why i always wanted to give it as much time as possible but i think the learning curve was was just giving it um as much time as I could and milking it for every, you know, when I'm there, don't go on your phone. That video was three years worth of fishing. And that's because I don't film every aspect of every part of my fishing. If I did, I could have, could have done 20 films out mm-hmm. of three years. But if you put, as soon as you put a camera on yourself, it's no longer the pure um, sort of moment it could be because all of a sudden you're subconsciously aware there's a camera watching you which yeah does sort of ruin it a bit which is quite nice which some of it's filmed on mobile phones without me knowing from mates and stuff and you know and that's sort of where you get the rawness from it but then i thought it's so raw that i've got to edit in a way that it works rather than because i can't do these handy cam vlogs that i see i can't watch them i just can't i what if on youtube a handy cam vlog of someone sat there going you're right mate i'm trying to be rigging i'm now casting it bores me it doesn't bore everyone. Some people love it, but I just, for me, it had to be visually um, pleasing without, you know, it was obviously raw, but it had to also have that, an, an aesthetic rather than just handy cam, whatever. So hopefully that come across, but yeah, um, sort of from that, um, and, and which is why I'm glad I did it really, because I don't even know why I was doing it. A bit weird. But um, yeah, yeah, from that, obviously I've got the, got the sort of what I'm... yeah. I wanted to ask you about that, mate. Like you, you, you said, like while you were doing it, it was a bit weird. It's not weird because you know it, it's it's obviously great entertainment, and it's um, I'm sure I'm sure the people that watch that that sipography film that you you made for them, or that you made and then sipography aired it, I'm sure it will it will really get the juices flowing, so to speak. But what? So I I don't post any pictures of me with carp. Um, I just, I would feel 
I don't know why I don't. I would just feel sort of like it was somehow diluting, diluting it a little bit. What, yeah, I, I think it does. I think it does. Do you think it does? That yeah. was what I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, what is that, though? What What is that? See, we, we spoke off air before we, before we started recording and, you know, we established you are like a very much like an artsy type character. My wife's the same. I'm not... I, I, I'm not really like that. I'm not completely the opposite, but yeah, I'm definitely not an arty type, but I would, I find that kind of like, um, like it would subtract something from my angling. And so some of the things I can't post anyway, you know, full stop, but yeah. it, it just, it, it just doesn't seem, it just doesn't seem right to me. So someone like yourself, who is even more, I think even more so like that, is it, is it a weird thing for you to kind of bear all and 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 showcase what you're doing? Or, it was it was or, even, or, or does that sorry, mate, or does no. that kind of just fuel the the arty flames even more? Um, I don't know if I'm making sense or not. Mate. No, no, no. You are, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't. No, it doesn't fuel without a doubt. Because if I want to go and create something, I want it to be as organic as possible, and you know, like the last painting I did, if I'm being honest, was more for, it's, it's just me being honest now, it's more for Instagram to try and make a bit of dough maybe than it was yeah. something pure. Whereas I've painted pictures that are as pure as you like. And I've fished places that, you know, I'm happy to not catch anything. Um, and you can end up playing the game and there's no two ways about that. Of, of Instagram and whatever else. And when I first posted on Instagram, I felt awkward. About, I, it took me about four days just to actually post it. It was in the draft section for ages because I hadn't mm. for ages. And yeah, it dilutes the hell out of it without a doubt, 100%. Um, but you've got to weigh it up and, and I won't necessarily share all of my angling on Instagram. I'll share what I want to share. And I will, you know, I know that I can get more of what I want, which is fishing yeah. through putting through, through doing what I'm doing now. It's not just posting on Instagram. That was like the first stepping stone. Yeah. Um, obviously the second one was creating the video, which was purely, you know, it, it could have been just for me. Like when I was making it, I think I subconsciously knew it. I, I wanted it to be great because I wanted it to, um, I, I just wanted to make something, that I felt was amazing, you know, and I, I wouldn't say I did that, I'm not saying that, but lots of people said that they thought it was really, you know, it was really, really good. And uh, quite a few people said to me, mate, best thing I've ever seen. Quite a few people said, mate, that was shit. Like, what the fuck was that? Weird. I felt like I was on an acid trip. Um, so it's polarized, like, you know, half the people like it and half don't. But, you know, one bloke, an old boy, John Stacy, he probably won't like it. I call him an old boy because he's young at heart, but. <laughs> He's um he's an old fro an old Frogmore um, angler or we we knew it as Moor Mill really um, and he yeah he he caught the toadless lever in I think it was in two thousand and eight uh, but he'd I I gave him one of my paintings I I, I wasn't planning on saying this um, on here um, but I gave him it because he's been fishing forever and he, he's had a rough old ride in life but he's one of them he's one of life's real good blokes always give you the time of day 
he's just a, good, a real good bloke. He's in his mid-70s now. And um, I wanted to give him that because I know he can't go out fishing at the minute. He's, his mum's not very well and he's looking after her and you know, he's doing a wicked job at it and um, whatever else. But he messaged me after the film and he'd said, it put a tear, it put a, it, I brought a tear to his eye, mm. which I was really surprised because no one else said anything like that. And that, as soon as I see that, I was like, like, it actually got me a little bit because, you know, anything that he says, I respect as like an old school yeah. Anglo, you know, and um, he's been there, done it. And, you know, it's people like him I can relate to because he can't get out on the bank. Yeah, he deserves to. He's put his whole life into fishing, his kids and whatever else. Yeah, he's going like once every six weeks. He's doing a night when he can get away from looking after his mum. You know, proper, and that is the anglers that I relate to rather than your full-timers or whatever. Um, and, and so when you're putting, going on Instagram, you're trying to contend with them lot, which is what you end up doing. Um, and that's, that's the truth of it. Whereas the reality is I'm more like him. I'm more like, you know, the bloke who's put his life to it, never put a photo online of anything. He's, he's, he maybe ain't caught billions because he's been too busy grafting his nuts off for his kids and now for his mum and, you know, and that's who I more relate to. And that is what 99.9% of us are. And I'm still that. I don't want to be that. I want to go fishing all the time, but I'm sure so does John, you know, and I had a cup of tea with him the other day and I know he does, but um, yeah, I, I think I've gone off on a massive tangent there, but um, you know, I think I, th- I, I always want to make stuff that people like that can relate to rather than the fishing industry. So I don't necessarily want to be, I'm making stuff now. I know you know, cause you've seen it. Like obviously we've, we've met up with Del Kim and interviewed him and stuff. And it's really, like, it's really cool stuff. I really like that doing it. Very and, cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's great. I love it. Um, but at the same time, my films that I'm making, I, I'm, I'm going to make probably one, maybe two a year and, and they'll be, um, they'll be real. You know, it's not going to be, I'm making films at the minute. Uh, um, separate that aren't my films i'll be in them but they're more sort of your session films or whatever but that ain't, you know that's great I get paid yeah. to do that uh and it's fun it as well. to an end it. sort of thing yeah yeah it's, mm. it's cool it's cool but for my films but they're like as, as they're like my paintings you know i want them to be for i want inspiration out of them i want people to watch them and go because look i ain't the best angry in the world like i put effort in a lot of effort in mate you watch me spawn i'm shit <laughs> i'm terrible mm. at it mm. you know but yeah you know people like john stacy and you know all the old frogmore like paul hill you know just like battling cancer uh and you know he's a bloke who has dedicated so much to angley you know good good to all of us as kids down there we were nightmares down that lake and we'd get our gear robbed because we'd go on long walks and stuff and all sorts of, and we, we'd get the club in trouble but these lot who probably were getting in the shit for us they were the ones and you know it's people like that who you look at him now and you think mate he's in his 50s and he's struggling to get out because of this or because of that you know that's who i want to inspire and when people like that message me it's it makes me want to go and do the next one um yeah but yeah it's it's good fun when you go into go meet del Romang and talk to him about the first bite army made you know it's, i love the history of yeah. it you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so, so- I guess also where I wanted to go with that, and you you kind of covered it yourself, but I feel like that 
that film you made in, I think it was like August, September time last year. Are you like future films? You said you're working on some. Is this going to be under Sipography? Or are you going to just produce them like you're on your own YouTube channel? Are you going to get your own brand going? I feel like people, now they've tasted that initial film, they'll want more of the same because it is so unique. And it is that there is nothing remotely like that. And certainly that I've seen out there. So it's very unique. You're going to get a following for it. How are you planning to, to kind of put it out to, to the world? Like, I wouldn't say that I'll be exclusively on typography. Um, I feel like they took a punt with me and I appreciate that. They paid for a lovely camera. Um, they paid me, but it, it was a significant sum really. And I managed, it managed to sort of kick me out a little bit. And um, also it got me to sort of where I am now. And same with yourself, you know, you, you I'd never even posted much on Instagram or whatever. And, and you'd um, add me on and had a chat and, 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 you know, it was the start of, of all of this stuff. So I'll always, I'm never one to burn bridges and I, and I, I appreciate certain people and whatever else. And, you know, I always like Rich Stewart. I think he's a, he's a bit of a ledge. Um, don't know Elliot too well, but yeah, he seems like a nice bloke as well, but you know, I, I will continue doing stuff with him, but I think it's, I think the kind of films that I want to make, I want to be a billion times better than the last one I did. And the one that I'm working on at the minute, I think is going to be that. The one obviously with typography, I'll, I'll make, you know, maybe a film a year for them or whatever. And um, I've been working on something, um, but obviously where I've been doing the other filming stuff, everything's been into that. But I'm working on one at the minute. And I think that's, I think that's for YouTube. I think it's important that it goes out to, to a, a platform where as many people as possible can watch it. Um, maybe non-anglers as well. This is um, the mindset film. It's, um, yeah. I mean, basically I'm, I'm working on something completely different. It might sink like a sack of spuds, but, um, yeah, my, um, you know, for me, I've got two brothers and if my two brothers had, angling like a twin brother and a little brother if they had carp angling like they like i had they would have skipped a lot of bad things in life you know mm. yeah. and for me i could go out and bugger off my mum didn't like me buggering off um you know sometimes she'd demand that i got home but sometimes i just wouldn't listen but um in my whole school holidays she didn't want me down the lake but the lake was sometimes a less dangerous place to be than at home you know that's just the truth of it so i think this film's important to see another side of angling and how angling you know it, it probably saved my life or at least put me in a position where i'm not in the squalor now um and maybe it didn't for my, my two brothers you know uh, which is a shame i'm not saying they're in the squalor at all but where, where I've got scars from my childhood, they might have open wounds and that's just the truth of it. Yeah. So I think, yeah, my next film is, is going to be talking, basically interviewing my mum, which sounds a bit mad, but um, yeah, it's going to be different. I'll, I'll put it on YouTube. I'll see how it goes. She's, um, she's a, a recovering alcoholic, basically. Um, she's, I gave up on her completely, but I think she's like, 
60 days clean now. First time in like 25 years or something, which is, is unbelievable, you know. Um, so it's, it's, it's great for me to be able to do this video with her and I want to do it. I want a di completely different side of, of, you know, the power that angling actually has. Like we don't realise how powerful it is. Mm. We don't realise how many people it might have saved. All you see is that little square on Instagram. And for me, it, it ain't that. It's so much more, and that's why I think I'm obsessed with it. But, um, yeah, like, you know, for me growing up, and for so many people, thousands, it was, mate, I would have been better off in Iraq, I reckon. You know, you listen to some of them Eminem songs. Like, this was, <laughs> <laughs> this was so much worse than that. And, and I'm not looking for, um, uh, what's the word? I'm not looking for... Uh, a show of sympathy. I've got Millie here talking to me. Sympathy in the corner. I'm not looking for sympathy. It's just the facts, you know, like that's what it is. And there are so many people out there, but maybe they haven't got the platform or the, I don't know, the, the ability inside to say it. Whereas I feel like I have, and I think it's important. And I think if people realized how important this is to some people, then it could bring us together as a, as a community because there's so many people like, Working with these people now, like I'm working with Scott Lloyd, obviously Jimmy Armstrong, Del Romang, um, and, and loads of other companies as well. Um, like yeah, closely, I was, with, I was with them the other day, and, and the amount of abuse that some of them get is unbelievable. I mean, Jimmy on the way to France was getting abuse because he's people, you know, I don't necessarily like his stuff because he's showing you how to tie a rig and I yeah. know how to do that. So yeah. it's not for me, but it doesn't mean that people have the, it should be able to abuse him. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, definitely. You know, 99.9% .9 of anglers out there are, are, are newbies. So they, you need someone like that to be giving them. And that's why he's done so well in, in angling, which I, I didn't realize until I worked with him. Um, but for me, I feel like that's not my calling. And it, it might sound a bit over the top, but I'm not here to be a, instagram carpet or this or that but i do believe genuinely that i have some kind of purpose and this is an avenue i will i will um explore to see if this maybe is a you know i can make carp fishing videos but why not actually do it to perhaps help somebody and not just say oh i'm struggling with mental health problems but you know give them actual solutions you know when you're on the bank for example when you're on the bank put your phone down just sit there mm -hmm. you know if you just sit there the answers will come Things that will come in, pop into your head to tell you why you feel a certain way or, you know, what has happened to make you think a certain... And the world that we live in now, you know, most people are suffering with some kind of anxiety or depression. Every, I think we should all... Anxiety is a, is a, a byproduct and, and it can actually help you in many ways. Like, if you didn't feel that feeling, then it's, it's almost instinctual, but we're feeling ele elevated levels. And luckily for me now, I don't really get it like, at all. I get, I feel anxious at times, but I don't suffer with anxiety. It's two different things, whereas I have in the past. And the only way that you get out of it, it's not a tablet. It's not moaning. It's not uh, it, feeling, so it, it's finding the, how could I put it? I had it. But I've just lost it. I had the, um, the, the solution. But yeah, it's working out who you are. And once you've worked out who you are, you know, be quiet and listen to who you are. And that's why I think it's great to be on the bank. Put your phone down and just sit there. Uh, it, it, you know, it's 
probably saved my life. And that's why I think the solitude thing with angling has helped. And, you know, I know I talk about having barbecues and beers with mates and that on the bank, but 90% of it is not that. 90% of it is just, right. Uh, and same with the painting. Cross your legs, close your eyes, listen to yourself, or just watch the water. It does the same thing. And, you know, if you're so focused on something, that is meditation. That yeah. is exactly what it is. Exactly. Singular focus. And, I, and Singular I focus. This day and age, we're like, our brain's having to compute numerous different things at once. That is not good. That is not no. how the brain is supposed to work. And I can't help think, like, you know, when, when I was a kid, like a teenager, this whole, like, depression, anxiety, that, those words would not have been in mine and my peers' vocabulary. Like we just, you just, mm. it just wasn't. You, I, it just was not a fucking thing. Do you so, think that was to your detriment or the other way around? I want to be really careful how I how I say this because I think in this day and age, my experience uh, it, it would be interpreted differently. Um, I know, I know, I think I know your sort of your, your ideas. Of it, I, I think, and I, and I, I agree I, with you to, to an extent, you know, I, I think, you know, anxiety and, and depression, I think they're very fucking real and they are, you know, they're, they're destructive things that are clearly affecting a lot of people. I want to know why the fuck that is because, you know, I got, yeah, sure. I, I had bad days when I was young. I got down, but I don't think I ever attached it to being a condition. And I think there's a there's a danger in that. It's like I'm having a shit day. This has gone wrong. That's gone wrong. And I'm just I feel down. I just I can't manage my mood. That's one thing. But then if I then attach something, I am depressed. I am a depressed person. I think there's a risk that then people start identifying with that. And then again, we said self fulfilling fulfilling prophecy earlier yeah. i think you could perhaps feed it a little bit now that being said the world is very different these days than it was when i was growing up you know um i'm not that far off 40 you know it, it's like shit was different back then mm. but i never once felt like i was a victim like i couldn't control things um so to answer your question no i don't think it was at the detriment at all yeah, I think I think with I think there's a there's a danger of becoming a victim without a doubt, mm. like without a doubt, and that is that's what I'm trying to get across. It like what I've you know with this next video that you know I've written it all out. I know it's happening because I've got a passion for it, and victim mentality helps nobody. But you've got to realise that yourself. Um, and the victim mentality that, that we all that a lot of people have is I think it's because it's it's something that's been created, you know? I mean, there's always narrative of the victim and the, and the, and the hero. And I think a lot of people have, have been conditioned to look for a hero to help us. You know, you might look for a God or a, uh, and, and I'm not putting down anyone's political, religious or whatever beliefs, but you're looking for a politician to get you out of the money shit. You're looking for a, a God to look, get you out of this or, a, you know, somebody else. You know, you're looking for your your wife to get you out of, uh, to fulfil your this need or that. The reality is, is that go to a monk and tell him where he, where his problems lie, and he'll tell you. Well, they lie with me, you know. And I realised, I realised that probably 
five years ago. Where were we now? 2023. 2019, I would say, is when I really it made total sense. And since then, everything seemed to click. So I knew that I was going to get to where I want to get to, if you like, or I knew I was on the right path. Um, it's been a bloody hard path, especially when you've got people telling you that you need to get a stable this or or a job or, you know, you're a, a bit airy-fairy or you've tried so many things. Why, when are you going to get a normal job? You know, for me, it's not about that. It's about working out who you are and everything else works itself out. Yeah. And I think that formula is not encouraged, which is a which is a massive shame. And I know this is a carp fishing podcast, but it, we're all humans listening to it. And I'm, I hope that a percentage of of the listeners can at least like either be nodding or at least, or acknowledge um, what you know what I'm getting at. And uh, like you say, I think it has become this sort of victim mentality is dangerous. I wouldn't put the blame on the individual; it's an external thing. But you do have to get yourself out of that no one else will and you know i think mm. the like with my mum for example um you know i i had to get myself out of the shit because there was every kind of yeah, there was there was deaths in the house and and there was physical abuse every like it was bad no money there was never any money like and then and i had to teach myself that about money i had to teach myself that uh, you know i was 18 in a load of debt because i was put in put in that debt but i could have gone down that way which is what i was destined for the self-fulfilling prophecy but instead i decided i ain't gonna be a roman you know and i'm not gonna but the other thing as well i'm not gonna be bitter towards anyone and you know now me and my mum for the first time in however you know, i couldn't even stand the sight we've got a a great relationship yeah it's only been what's i think 60 something 65 days she's been off the booze mm. totally different person looks different you know whatever else and it, it's given me hope in and i but I, look if she goes the other way now i've seen that she's being able to see the light and if she can someone who's it's a learned behavior of from many and the reason i asked you as well about do you think that was to your detriment that no one could talk about it? I think for some it was positive and some it was negative. The early days of mental health, like there are negatives to it now, but there are also negatives to it back then. So I understand that my mum come from maybe a family that didn't yeah. really talk about things at all. Whereas there are other families who do. Yeah. And because, because she didn't, they didn't talk about anything and they were a pretty good family, but post-war, loads of trauma in their lives just come out of the war piss poor you know they didn't know they didn't know any better so they've raised this child the best they could like and given it every and in that you've potentially created a monster you know and this is this has happened so much and then the next generation suffers i can't put my blame on any of them i can't put it on the war that you know i put it on myself now well you're an adult you get yourself out of it and luckily for me carp fishing has has helped with that because when i wasn't carp fishing i was down the pub every single day you know every day without fail now i'm not saying now that if i stopped fishing i'd go down the pub every day because it just ain't in me like i've seen something that maybe my mum is yet to see mm. but you know that's that is something that um i do think that, that this next video i genuinely believe could help could could save someone's life like, i believe that you know yeah, they so. told 
Yeah, they told my mum that she had three years roughly before she was going to pop her clogs. Um, she's done her rehab and whatever. And like I say, she's 60 days clean and it, it's amazing to even see that. Like, you know, if she went back now, I'd still be proud. But, you know, this, this next video, it's, it's going uh, it's, it's to be something very different and hopefully it goes down well. we'll, we'll we will see. Only time will tell. Yeah, and I think the only thing to add to that is, is like kind of random, but it would have made sense earlier on in, in our chat. But you've you got to be careful how you talk to yourself and, and about yourself. You yeah. know, it, it's how you identify with yourself is massively important to your trajectory in life. Um, Without a doubt. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it really is important. I could go into a lot more detail from that, but... You know, just take it as it is. Um, just, but just to get into a slightly more detail before we move mm-hmm. on, but, you know, I've listened to a lot of people tell, tell themselves they're not worth anything. And if you believe that, you'll find someone who believes that as well. And, oh, yeah. you, will find, and you will find people who... Dra- and if you think that you're worth nothing, you become worth nothing. And I believe that myself. That's at one point. People would tell me that you're like, you're so good at painting. You're a good angler. You're a good this. You're a good that. You're so talented. I wish I was that. And I was just, well, this is a curse because I can't make any money. I'm, I'm struggling here. Mm. I'm doing a job I don't like, whatever. But that was the subconscious beliefs I had about myself because of, of my upbringing. You know, like I say, there was, there was violence. There was dead people in the house. It was crazy. It was mad. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm, I believe now that I can surpass the, you know, the way that I think and the way that I am and the abilities that I have, I can go endless with it because I've worked something out with, with my mind. I've, I've worked out that, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, you're worth as much as you want to be worth. Do you know what I mean? And it's not a money thing. It's more of a, a, a life thing. Like how much do you want to get out of life? And I know now that I'll tell you what, every year gets better. And the last year was, it was absolutely amazing. And, and this one is, you know, every year, last you know since i've been with my missus really like every single year just get better and better and we've been together nine years now and um she's only ever she only encouraged me you know with the fishing i hear a lot of people say about their missus moan at them she don't do that and I, I think for that reason you know she knows that obviously there's something something positive in it and uh yeah i think i don't want you know i think we've gone <laughs> deep into that there and hopefully yeah. it hasn't put people off of listening no. to it. but but look you know hopefully there's someone out there who's listened to that and and um and and either agrees or or maybe he's got some kind of um something positive out of it yeah i hope so mate i hope so and i look forward to that film as well it's, it's like <laughs> i guarantee well i'm expecting it to be very different from uh from anything I could comprehend, so I suppose that puts pressure on you, though, doesn't it? Like, no, I, I'm I'm so I've got I've got it written out in a notebook. Mm. Um, I've spoke to my mum. She's going to do the interview. It's going to be a long interview. And you've seen the re- oh recent... shit, this isn't about fishing. No, it is. It is about fishing. Oh, it is, but it's yeah. Okay, right, right. Yeah, it's about Link fishing. To, but to, to... I mean, I'm in I'm interviewing mum because look, my mum, you know, she's despite it wasn't her who was necessarily the you know she was she was an alcoholic she was easily led by lots of people but there were lots of bad people in her life yeah stepdads and whatnot but um yeah you know she, she's 
like I, I was going fishing still. I was going and doing what I wanted to do, and and now she's completely different to the person she was. And yeah, I, I'm interviewing her, and we're going into some fishing, but it, it all makes sense. Like I can't obviously I, I've spoke a lot about where it stemmed from the video, but I haven't spoke about yeah the the narrative, and and there is one, and it's a genuine one as well, and. Um, mm. I think a lot of people are going to relate to it. A lot of people aren't as well. Like loads of people aren't because a lot of people, this is a hobby and for certain yeah. people it's, a, it's, you know, so. That's fine. It's, it's niched. It, yeah. Look, you know, and the, the, the thing is, is that non-anglers perhaps might watch it because, you know, I mean, although if, it's fishing, it's yeah, also yeah. something that, that a lot of us can relate to. And alcohol is something that's so prevalent in all of our lives. And in it's, uh, if misused, it's a very strong thing. My, I mean, it sounds rich coming from like the Alcoholics podcast because <laughs> I'm no, always no, drinking. No. But we I mean, all have my, a beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, my my uncle died very young in his forties because uh, he was an alcoholic, and yeah, I watched him waste away to an anorexic thin, just ex-military could just couldn't get it back on track and um yeah it's an eye-opener and alcohol is a is a is a very powerful thing um it really is and again you know people are going to be like rolling their eyes because i'm most i'm usually pissed on these i'm not pissed tonight but, you know so it's very <laughs> hypocritical but nonetheless you know it is it, if you've got some shit going on alcohol is not a good thing to to throw into the mix it really no. isn't it really 100 percent, yeah 100 yeah. percent, without a doubt you know and mm. um I, I think um you know if you there's you can abuse anything like you yeah. if you yeah. eat, if you if you eat too many bananas you, you'll have a potassium overload you know like it's there's nothing wrong with having a few beers i've had this is my fourth one tonight but it's my first beer in weeks you know but um, yeah I, i'm enjoying it it's it's um is yeah like speaking about all, all this stuff as well is something that i knew i was going to mention the video but i didn't think i'd get into any detail and uh i'm glad i'm i'm glad i have because hopefully people will have a, a slight insight into the next yeah, thing and whatever so. but yeah. you know the you know on the flip side of that um obviously you've seen the sort of the delkin bits and and uh yeah there's there's loads of other sort of things going on as well at the minute and you know as as much as i love doing that day to day to go and to go and sort of interview some people who have been here for you know in in, in the angling world forever and have seen it evolve and whatever is equally as fulfilling as perhaps making that video maybe less fulfilling over a longer term but equally if you if that makes sense you know and yeah I, yeah and I, I think that's that's going to be the 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 what's the word the bread bread not the breadwinner that's going to be the, the bread and butter, you know? So, I mean, like, I think we're rounding up now, but say if someone does, and I think I know the answer. If someone did, they looked at your art and they were like, do you know what? I want you to do like a drawing of me and something. I have a feeling you'll say, ah, do you know what? It's that, that wouldn't light my fire. So I wouldn't really want to do it. Is that the case? Or can you see yourself going down that route? Um, well, um, I've done so through through this. There's loads of stuff that I've done that hasn't seen the light of day, and someone has asked me to do a map of a very famous non-publicity mere uh, of which 
once held a potential record cup. Mm-hmm. I won't say anything any more than that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've done a, I've done a map for them. Um, I've done some some prints of that map as well, so they can they can use them for to help uh, their. I can't I can't even expand any more than that. But yeah, I mean, you, you know, he asked me. I was happy to do it. I was motivated to do it, and and I did it. Um, and that's. He's, he's enabled that's enabled me to fish obviously it's helped me money wise but it's enabled me to fish certain waters that i never would have had the opportunity to and i'm greatly thankful for the bloke who obviously looked at my work and and decided to sort of you know but yeah look i'm, I'm i've done that i'm doing the frogmore complex at the minute i'm going to try and flog that to the club <laughs> but yeah. no i'm doing it for mates loads of mates want have asked me so i'm doing that um the bloke who I've done that map for, I was just talking about, he's asked me to do a painting for his wife, like pretty much free reign. I'm all over that, you know, angling related, but free reign. I'm doing loads of angling bits at the minute art wise. Um, but if you're asking me to do a pencil picture of a man with a carp, that's just go and ask Stan art. Like he's the man. He's so good at it. Yeah. I'm, it takes me so much like mental focus to just <clears throat> try and I'm just nowhere near as good as him. And it's as simple as that. And also, I don't have the motivation. I think that anyone in the world, if they had the focus, could be a great port, uh, art, port not portrait artist, probably the wrong word, but uh, real realism artist, like someone who does what Stan Art does. Um, because, do you reckon? No. Yeah, it's just, it's just a patience thing because all you've got to do is put, put that bit of shade in there. And if that doesn't match that, you just rub it out a bit and go again. Like, I can do it. I I've don't know it. about that. I don't, it, mate. It, it, I can't draw for shit. But I would. I, in my own opinion, <laughs> that is probably. But bullshit. if you if you had the but, patience to take five thousand hours, I on, reckon on the, the designing things on like um, Canva, things like that, people are going to laugh at me. But I think I'm pretty fucking good. But pen to paper, I just don't have that. No, I don't know. Don't know. Yeah, but don't when we, we go back to the. The, the self-fulfilling prophecy thing and it's not true. because yeah no true i just think anyone can do anything oh, there's a, a mm. bloke i follow on instagram and he paints with his mouth because he's he's paralyzed from the neck right. down no one is good at painting from their mouth apart from this bloke and i guarantee that the first hundred things that he did was shit or 200 a thousand yeah but you know yeah and the same goes and and it's all about how much brain power are you willing to give that thing yeah very true but yeah i understand what you're saying i mean it would take like tremendous effort for no, someone yeah, who, yeah because yeah, yeah even me work, i can't do work ethic art. if that was you like your thing like you wanted to be a fucking amazing artist and you were the most cack-handed naturally poor artist you could still do it just through sheer yeah. work ethic and determination yeah i agree with you on that i know i know a tattooer who is terrible at drawing but his tattooers are so real. And he's like, yeah, because I, I, what I do is, is I look at that bit, it's grey, and that bit is this, you know, and, and he's, they're, they're so realistic, it's unbelievable. So anyone can do, can do anything. I, although I believe that, I'm not willing to put the graft in, that Stan, I, I'd rather just get a, a paintbrush and a thing and go and, and have like a couple of bullet points and just go for it. And I'm aiming a lot of it towards the fishing world now because, you know, I, I, I need to support my family and, and, being in the fishing world it's easy to sell artwork but i'm also having my missus she's we've discussed this and she's sort of gonna be in an airy fairy art head she's gonna yeah. almost manage 
my artwork and, and the websites and whatever else that I've used in the past that I'm yes. so lax with. You said, and yeah. we're going to work as a bit of a partnership and, and, and get things rolling that way. And, you know, uh, I want to go out there and catch loads of big carp this year. And, and I can't do that if she's going to go get a proper job, can I? She's got, <laughs> she's got yes. to work with me. So, yeah, she's basically we've worked out a way of potentially um, both of us working together to 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 do what we've you know to do what what I want to do and it'll either work or it won't but we're going to give it the best shot and um, I've got I've got faith in it you know so see how it goes exciting times mate yeah exciting times ahead and uh, yeah I'd like thanks for filling us in I feel like um, like a hell of a lot has happened in your world since we last spoke I feel like you're in a, a very different spot and actually what I don't think we mentioned this on the last podcast but you contacted me years ago. Do you remember we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I do. Yeah. I want to say that was like three, three years ago, more, four years ago, twenty nineteen, maybe. Yeah. So four years ago. Yeah. And we we spoke on the phone. I was I had a run. Do you remember? Yeah. We we're on the phone, and I lost the which was the biggest. It was my target. It was the biggest fish of the lake, um, and I lost it whilst on the phone to you. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. No, I died since. Never. I. I, I ah. lost it. Long story short, I, I lost it. I remember it. I remember it well. Yeah. Yeah. Never caught it. Late, it, was it Thanks late summer that. or something? <laughs> well, do you know what it was? Right. Blame Tommy Bishop because the the, yeah. the reason that I contacted you in the first place, right, mm. was because he said that I told him something about maggots, and I didn't say that, and I didn't like <laughs> the way that he did. He said. I think he he got it wrong what I'd said, and I wanted to tell you that. <laughs> I wanted to say, mate, what is this bloke? You know, because I didn't want to look like a plonker. But yeah, um, what what did he say that you said about maggots? Something like uh, he goes, "Oh, my mate Jake Hughes, proper bait expert," which I'm not. <laughs> I know more than him about bait, without a doubt. You know, yeah. um, I've you know I've made I made bait for like four years. Um, uh, you know, everything from sort of. I've always obviously done my own particle and whatnot, but that's a bit different. But making boilie, four, four years of, of boilie pop-ups, wafters, bottom bait, you know, hard hookers and whatnot. Mm. Um, but, um, mate, I'm far from an expert. In fact, I'm so far from an expert, I'm slight, like, slightly more than him. But I was just talking to him about maggots, and he said that I said something about carp, poo, uh, maggot poo attracts carp or something. And I just wanted to oh, clear uh, it up. But, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, 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 blame him. He, he, it was his fault. <laughs> I like. I, I, yeah. I love him. He's he, yeah, he's amazing he's good, bloke. He's like genuinely, 100%. genuine bloke. If that makes sense. I've got, I've got a very yeah, got a very good, very good heart. Without a doubt. Yeah, definitely, you know, definitely. Not many, not many people as as a, no. as good a heart as, as as Tommy. You know, and the other thing as well, he he doesn't go fishing that much, but when he does, he he seems to pull it out of the bag he and catches it, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, he does. So fair play to him on that. You know, if he got if he goes. Uh, Mate, he ain't got a missus, from what I know of. He loves the OnlyFans girls, uh, and it don't last very long. I but reckon he's he got several misses, mate. That's at least what's that, that? That's what they would say. I reckon. Potentially, yeah. But you know, going. Tommy, bin him off. Mm. Go fishing. Go fishing full time. You've got no kids, no missus. Go fishing full time. You'll catch them all. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, but yeah. Um, hopefully, I didn't ramble on too much about a load of nothing, and. Um, no, it's good, good, good to be good to be back and have, have a good chat. Yeah, definitely, mate. I, I mean, I'm sure. I don't know. I reckon you'll be back on. I really do. 
Uh, of course I will. Maybe, course maybe I will. once you've you've caught this pretty one, your next chapter. Um, yeah, maybe we'll we'll do it. Again. One thing I will say is my life my life has always changed so quick. It's always yeah. people. No one can ever keep up with me, um, and that's outside of fishing. And um, you know, working in the barbers, I've I've worked in the last. So I've always been self-employed. In the last year, I worked at a mate shop, and working there, them lot. Like every day, they were like, "Jake, you need to go do fishing." And this was before I'd even posted anything. Six months before, you need to go do fishing stuff. That's all you talk about. You need to go and do the fishing. And the boss as well, who's an old mate of mine. And they pushed pushed me big time with it all. And with the art as well. Like we done an art night. We done an exhibition night. And it was because of them lot. And the boss, he told me, like, mate, you've got to do it. And he didn't charge me nothing to do it. I think I'd made 1,600 quid in like a few hours uh, just after the little one was born, selling paintings and then went out that night for the first time, wet the baby's head, spunked half of it. But the point being yeah. is is that um, I've lost the point now. Uh, yeah, the life, they've, they've always said to me, like, we can't keep up. Your life changes so quick. And, <clears throat> you know, I, the other thing is obviously spoke to you a lot before I'd sort of got into the, you know, doing what I'm doing now. And, yeah, I, look, I'd love to come back every six months and just have a, have a little catch up, you know. It's, yeah. uh, it's good to talk to you always. Um, it, it's, it's weird, mate, because like i get asked all the fucking you'd be shocked the amount of people that ask oh you know what oh i should really come on or my mate said that the the common one is my mate said that i should really come on they've been pestering mm. about it you know I, I get a lot of offers from people to come on that perhaps aren't you know what we'd call named anglers um yeah but you know i had you on and like absolutely the right choice obviously we spoke on the phone before you came on I could tell you were very passionate and I knew it'd be a good podcast and it was a brilliant podcast, but just, just from seeing it from, from you being like one of the lesser named people that we've had on, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. To grow into someone who is like, you know, you are, you only work within the angling industry now. I think that's such a huge transition. Um, it's very, 100%. It's, it's, it'd be extremely hard to impossible virgin on impossible to replicate. I think, um yeah it's just unique mate you've got a very unique story you're clearly a very passionate angler um and you've yeah you've got so much more to give the angling world and i mean that as well so yeah i'm looking forward to what you've got coming up mate and uh yeah i wait well, next rest for sure yep next time i'll uh hopefully more fishing <laughs> less rambling and uh yeah thanks for having me no worries mate always a pleasure jake If you're still here and you happen to be listening on the Apple Podcast app or Apple iTunes, please take a few moments, leave me a review, let me know how we're doing with this podcast. A, it's really nice to hear from you, and B, it helps this podcast stay relevant and stay in the ratings. If it doesn't stay in the ratings, it falls behind, um, people don't listen to it, and obviously that means there's not much point me doing it anymore. So if you can take a moment to leave me a review, I'd really appreciate it. If you're not listening on an Apple device, I don't think you can leave us a review, unless there's some means that I'm not aware of, um, but nonetheless i appreciate you listening it does mean a lot to me and uh, yeah feel free to to reach out on social media that's it i look forward to bringing the next episode to you very soon